everybody. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm your host, Will, and I am joined here by two regular hosts. There's Matt H. Hey. And also Malika. Hello. This week, we're also joined by our special guest host, Matt A. Yes, hello. Thank you for having me. feel privileged to be the first guest on what I expect will be an awesome podcast. Uh, thank you. As many of you probably know, this was originally supposed to be a Sarah Connor Chronicles intro cast, so we decided to just make it a general Terminator podcast and go through the movies and TV show and who knows what else. So Matt and Malika, Matt H and Malika were, they are our Sarah Connor Chronicles newbie, so we're going to try to keep this show mostly spoiler-free, at least spoiler-free for the TV show and yes, please. mostly for the movies. And Mad A is our special guest of the week. We're going to pretty much stick to the traditional intro cast format that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. And this week we are going to cover the first entry in the series, The Terminator. Yay. This, hey. is, this is probably my favorite thing of all time, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this particular movie? Yep. <laughs> maybe wow. not, okay. Wait, maybe what? Not my favorite, maybe not my favorite thing of all time, but definitely my, my favorite movie of all time. Really? Oh, really? Wow. wow. Yep. yep. Oh, great. Glad to finally be doing this podcast. We've been talking about it for a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Because <laughs> you've only seen two movies? <laughs> yes. In his entire life. <laughs> Terminator and Fire Walk With Me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that surprised me. We should introduce ourselves and <laughs> tell everyone a little bit about ourselves. I can start off. I'm Will, and I started podcasting about a year ago with doing two podcasts down below, which is an intro cast about the TV show Babylon 5 and around the same time intro to Briscoe, which is an intro cast about the adventures of Briscoe County Jr. I've been listening to podcasts for years and been into science fiction all my life. I've been a Terminator fan, I guess it's around the time T2 came out and I went back and watched the first one. I've been keeping up with them ever since. When I go next, Matt H. Sure. Yeah, um, I'm not as new to podcasting. I started maybe like 2011 when I went looking for a Twin Peaks podcast and found there were none. So I was like, well, someone's got to do it. So I did it. And um, since then, I've been on a Carnival podcast called Carney, uh, Carney Cast and uh, Intro to Briscoe with Will. And I've had several uh, guest spots. And uh, currently, I'm on this one. And also, Matt A. and I are uh, doing Hooplecast, which is a Deadwood podcast. How about you, Malika? Um, well, I've been listening to podcasts since 2005, but I'm on, wow. been on a podcast since a couple of years ago, I guess, um, which is another intro cast. It was to Veronica Mars. And even though we're done with the TV show, we're um, covering the book. And we cover the movie. It's called Investigating Mars. Um, I've hosted on a bunch of podcasts here and there. And I also kind of do... I I blog about certain TV shows. So I do recaps um, for the Americans. Yeah, cool. And you do 
commentaries from time to time for Down Below, which are great. Mm-hmm. I certainly do. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> Good show, the, uh, the Americans. It's a great show. So watch it if you're not. That's my plug. And Matt, you're unimportant. We'll get back to you later. <laughs> no, <laughs> All right, kidding. bye. I t- I tell us a little bit about your experience with Terminator, how you became a fan. I wouldn't say I am a fan. I'm oh. pretty new to the whole thing. I've, I I know the concept and I, the basic premise of it, and I've seen like bits of it on TV, and I kind of figured like I knew enough of it that I didn't have to watch it. <laughs> I kind of thought it was a action-heavy movie, and I'm not like action stuff is not interesting to me. I, I tune out during prolonged action scenes, but wow. I enjoyed it. I I have seen Terminator 3 because it was on HBO, and Angela Chase and Ben Hawkins were in it. And I did see Terminator <laughs> Salvation in the theater, but I had a reason for that. Um, coupon? No, it was the first movie in the Valley, that Phoenix area, that had D-Box motion seats. Oh. We're only like the second oh. theater in the country to get those, so I wanted to go try them out. Basically, That's if you don't know, it's just a chair that vibrates. So like, if there's an explosion, it shakes. <laughs> uh, you ever heard and of that movie called? That. <laughs> what? And you pay extra for that. Oh, boo. <laughs> for the privilege of being uh, shaken sure. about. <laughs> uh, my dog, Reese, is sniffing my back right now, which is kind of weird. <laughs> Reese. Yeah. You are a fan. It's the yogurt. Yes, I am a fan. <laughs> you have yogurt on your back, Will? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I rubbed some back there just so he can. <laughs> it's like interesting. <laughs> All right, let's get started with Terminator. Yeah, I was debating what we should do after, you know, at this point in the show, and I just decided like, let's not do anything. We'll Maybe we'll think of something later. Seems like we should do something after uh, we introduce. After we, yeah, introduce Evolution, waiting here. Yeah. Well, we can uh, steal something from Hooplecast, and we can make predictions at the end of the episode and then review them at the beginning of the next episode and see how right we were or wrong. Okay. Mm. But that'll only basically work for the TV show mostly, I think. Yeah, there were, I had some ideas and some suggestions, but some were kind of spoilery and some you know, wouldn't have worked for the movies. But I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what happens. We have, like, what? Th- is there how many movies? There's three or four to decide, and only we can... Kind of make it recurring when we start doing the TV show. Yeah. Four movies this soon. podcast explicit. Fuck. Not that uh, yes. I just want to know up front. Not that I'm going to swear. But I might. Yes? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I marked it as explicit. Right. So I can say fuck when I want to. Oh. <laughs> I, I originally marked... Okay, well... I originally marked the Twin Peaks podcast as clean, but I couldn't... I couldn't... Once we decided to start <laughs> swearing, I couldn't figure out how to change it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's complained. That's awesome. I, I'm so, ex- I'm so excited to be on a podcast that's explicit. I can't even tell you. I know. God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm free. And watch, I won't swear. Well, I won't swear at all. This movie's was like af- rated R. I was afraid that iTunes was going to reject my cover art since I have cocksuckers right in the cover art, but they didn't. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. All right, let's get on with Terminator. Uh, the movie was originally released on October 26, 1984. It was directed by James Cameron, who did movies like Aliens and 
The Abyss and Titanic and Avatar. I was two years old when this came out. Yeah, what an obscure. Mm. How old was everyone else when this came out? I was trying to figure that out. I was five when this came out. I'm old, man. I was <laughs> um, eight. Mm. Yeah. Matt. Yeah, I got y'all beat. I guess I would have been three years old. <laughs> Yay, I win. Girl. I'm the I youngest? Holy crap. Children. <laughs> I'm not used to being the youngest in a group. <laughs> the movie was written by James Cameron and Gail and her. She's known for pretty much the same movies as him. Uh, and they both get writing credits on all the Terminator stuff. She's a producer on The Walking Dead now. Yeah, I watched uh, Walking Dead and this in the same night. I was like, what? The- was that the same name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was. I think they were married for a while. James Cameron's had like five, yeah. six wives. Like, what's up with Because <laughs> he, was, he was married to Linda Hamilton. Um, he was also married to uh, that the, the woman who did, um, who won the award, whatever. Catherine Hardwick. Hardwick. Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Oh, Bigelow. Who am I saying? Yeah. Who's Catherine Hardwick? That's not, that's nobody. That's <laughs> Chris Hardwick's sister. <laughs> sure. Um, so, yeah, I, oh, she's like, I guess he marries him. And- I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even oh my know gosh. where that came from. <laughs> oh, she is nobody. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or you don't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I guess like he, he's attracted to successful women and he helps her careers or maybe vice versa. I don't know. He must be a big proponent of the casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all talented. So that's yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. Linda Hamilton's great. I don't know why she hasn't had a bigger career. She's on various like small TV shows. Like she was on Lost Girl, I think. But oh. yeah, like just obscure. Like, hey, it's Linda. Hamilton. You need the beast. <laughs> oh my Stop gosh! Watching Lost Girl. <laughs> it's good. I haven't seen the season, but it's good. Reese, really? He's trying to interject himself into the. Is podcast. your dog's name Reese? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's I named why. him while I was watching the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Well, that may be a little bit of a spoiler, but don't lie, Will. <laughs> you you named him after the peanut butter cup. You named him that's... after Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I was going to tell like the Carol story. Moxie. <laughs> okay, I was going to tell the story during the Sarah Connor Chronicles, but yeah, I was watching season one on Blu-ray and got to a certain episode, which I won't say, but. I was racking my brain trying to think of a name, and I was like, okay, I'll just name him Reese. And there was an unopened Reese's peanut butter cup (laughs) on the table, but it was really the TV show was inspiration. But I ate that Reese's as soon as I (laughs) came up with his name. And this was like right around the time The Dark Knight came out. So I was telling different people like different stories about how I came up with this name, just kind of like the Joker would lie about how he got his scars. Nice. So, but you want to know? Story was... You want to know how my dog got his? Name? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my dog's name is Buffy because I was watching Buffy on Netflix when. So you know, but I should come up with different. I wanted to name her Killer. That was the other option. So one of the two, Buffy stuff. Yeah. One of, There's uh, a pet cemetery near my house, and there are so many Buffies. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh, wow. I'm going to come kill you. <laughs> In a few years, it'll be full of Marleys. Um, no, there, there are. I can't believe how many Buffies. Buffies and Pepe, Pepe's. 
Pepe's. That's random. I'm assuming they're chihuahuas, but oh yeah, don't have imaginations. My brother. When my dog dies, I'm gonna put uh, his name is Duncan. It'll say Duncan. He saved the world a lot. Oh no. My uh, brother's named Kyle after Kyle Reese. They asked my cousin to name my little brother, and he named him Kyle after Kyle Reese. Oh. Wow, so there's like lineage with this. I mean, this is re- this must be really emotional for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so if I get a dog, we'll see. Maybe I'll name her Sarah. Name her T eight hundred. Yeah, T one zero. Yeah, not after. It's going to be a girl, so I don't know. She might have an ironic name, but we'll have to wait and see. Stay tuned. Ginger Terminatrix. <laughs> oh, Ginger. <laughs> ginger, ginger. I like Ginger. Oh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about her. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do this. Just quickly, the movie was budgeted at six point four million, which is about fourteen and a half million in today's dollars. Just a low budget movie, and the box office was seventy eight point four million, which is about one hundred seventy nine million in today's money. Not bad. So this was like James Cameron's like kind of one of his first movies then like he wasn't well known he wasn't getting a lot of money is that what it is I don't know it may have just been the idea or I don't know if it was his first movie or not I can't remember looks oh, like he directed something in 1981 called Piranha Part 2 The Spawning Oh yeah he was, I forgot Piranha was his first movie <laughs> Maybe we'll have to watch that after this is over <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on with the recap. Oh, Lance Henderson was in that. <laughs> My good yeah, friend Lance. Friends. Yeah, they're friends. Um, Reese, get out of the way. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Reese, go sit over there. Thank you. Reese, go back to the okay. future. <laughs> okay, the movie begins in a war-ravaged L.A. in 2029, which... Is in L.A. kind of war ravaged now? That's my first note. I said, this film is about a man who travels back in time, leaving a nightmarish apocalyptic garbage fire hellscape to 1984 Los Angeles, a nightmarish apocalyptic garbage fire hellscape. (laughs) (laughs) Some with bigger hair. Yeah. I really love the miniature work in this movie. Like, yeah, so awesome for a low budget movie. Way better than CG. Like, they're masters of... I don't know if you guys have ever watched the making of this, but they're like master, yeah. masters of forced perspective. Like the the pile of skulls, it's just like a few skulls. It's a giant one up front, you know, and they could progressively get bigger the further back they go. And they just make the camera so that it looks like a whole field of them. But yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And the, yeah. the tanks, the tanks feel huge, but they're, you know, they're you know, like two two foot high or something. <laughs> Yeah, so I have to say that, like, I was impressed that, you know, that I, I thought it was just because it was 1984 or whatever, the um, the special effects with this. And I was like, oh, these are pretty good for 1984. But now to know that it was also low budget, it's kind of, I mean, I can see why Cameron made his name, you know, for some of this, for some of what he's done here. Like, we'll talk about it later, but there's a particular scene, which I don't know, that I was impressed with. Well, this was Stan like, this Winston, was wasn't it? It was Stan Winston's studio, wasn't it? Oh. Um, I don't know. I think it was Fantasy 2 is what the special effects studio was called, but I think it might have been Stan Winston's, one of his early studios. Um, 
But uh, what I want to know about all the future scenes is why are there so many skulls in one spot? Was it a worldwide mosh pit or what? Like when <laughs> bombs went off? Like just everybody uh, like died all together in one spot. Yeah, they got everybody in one place and then boom. <laughs> yeah. See, we see some HKs flying over and another one rolling over some skulls and blasting the hell out of people. And there is a, uh, there's words on the screen tell us that machines rose from the ashes of nuclear war and they're trying to kill us all. And the final battle will be fought in our present, which is the past. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's now, it's, yeah, our present, but now it's our past. That's so weird. I was like, what did I, what does that mean? I like, what is <laughs> I wish it was 1984 right now. <laughs> I love the 80s. Uh, the book 1984? Or the no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say. I don't know. When I was, yeah, that was a good year. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a tree somewhere. Probably. That was pretty good. Let's get the opening credits and the theme was really good to hear again. Nice and eighty. This movie has one of the best synth soundtracks ever. I know. I want to. Yeah, talk about the synth. The That's what I noticed. I was excited uh, about it because I haven't seen an eighties movie in a while. So. In the present, in nineteen eighty four, L.A. and at one fifty two a.m., there's some construction work going on, and some lightning stuff starts to happen, and a naked man shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> the Terminator. Now, Matt, did you were you aware that Lance Henriksen was originally cast as the Terminator? No, I was not. Yes, so just imagine naked Lance. Right um, I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, originally the idea was that the Terminator was going to be, you know, someone unassuming. You know, Arnie sticks out. But. Hmm. I kind of so, like the idea. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That would have been okay. Yeah, I didn't read that. I guess maybe this. Someone, maybe it was the studio, they were considering O.J. Simpson to be the Terminator, but Mm -hmm. they didn't think he would be convincing as a killer. (laughs) 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 Irony. He showed them. (laughs) Allegedly. Yes. The thing is, I don't think I would cast Lance Henderson as someone unassuming who wouldn't stand out. I think Lance Henderson is pretty... I think with that forehead, he stands out. Yeah. (laughs) Man, he looked old even back then. <laughs> even when he was young. Yes. <laughs> Can't even was... imagine a young Lance Hendrickson. Mm. Yeah, so we all know who Arnold is, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I, d- I didn't think I could imagine a, a young Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's, like, ridiculous. I was like, I guess I haven't seen older pictures of him, but he looks, yeah. like, he's so baby-faced. Yeah. <laughs> and muscular <laughs> yeah yeah i like his floppy hair in this movie <laughs> compared to he's always got the buzz cut in every other movie it's very 80s yeah so the terminator i'm not gonna do that <laughs> i'm trying to do that accent he goes over to some punks to get their clothes and one of the punks is a gap-toothed bill paxton mm-hmm and the other one, oh, another one is Brian Thompson, who we see on X Files as the alien bounty hunter. Yeah, and he played a couple people on Buffy. Played the judge. Yeah, and uh, Lucas. Lucas was it? Yeah, I think. It's kind of interesting that that the guy, you know, the Terminator kills Brian Thompson, and Brian Thompson basically plays the Terminator on the X Files. Yeah. Yeah. 
He pulled one guy's heart out, didn't he? Yeah, that was Brian Thompson. Okay. I don't like. I don't understand why these punks think that just because this guy's naked, they should mess with him. Look at look at how he's built. That <laughs> is. Yeah. I know. And he has no clothes on, but look at him. Well, oh, I, I it, well the thing is, is that you know, naked people just running around. You usually do the opposite of mess with them. You usually run the other way. You know, it makes no sense. First of all, he's built. Second of all, you know, he's not just built, but he's naked. And- I've seen this movie way too many times, and by now I have noticed that, yes, you can see Arnold's wiener flopping around. <laughs> really? You certainly yep. can on Blu-ray. I didn't notice. Really? I need to go back and rewatch this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. You get two flashes of it. It, it, pe- it pe- uh, peeks out of the shadows a couple times when he's walking. <laughs> Hey, Reese, remind me to go find Arnold's wiener in that movie. <laughs> I think you found your album, Mark. So what, right. we, we, should put, we should post a time mark on this because I'm definitely going to go look. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Man, I got something to look forward to now. Well, I know we saw his butt, which was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the, the wide shot of him walking across the parking lot towards them. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm noting this down. It's important stuff, guys. <laughs> so we're doing a podcast. The more you know. Okay. So elsewhere, we see this lightning happen again, and another naked guy shows up. That's two. He's got some nice hip curvature there. Mm-hmm. This guy. I want to critique all the naked. <laughs> it's raining, man. Well, I'll be right there this, with you. All right. This guy is known as Kyle Reese. He is played by Michael Bean. Yes. I don't. What else has he done other than this? I don't know him from anywhere else. Aliens, Any relation to Sean Bean? No, spelled Stuck. completely differently. Yeah, he's uh he was in Unforgiven, I think, or some some sort of uh, Wild West movie. I can't remember. It was uh, so nothing pop- recent then. Um, yeah, nothing. I mean, he was in the video game uh, Far Cry Three: Blood Dragon as Rex Power Cult, who was sure. like a basically a send up of eighties action movie heroes, and it's great. Um, he was in the Abyss, Tombstone, yeah. Tombstone. That's it. So I what he, I'm gonna go Google what he looks up like. He looks like now. Is that safe? Because you know what happens. Sure. <laughs> okay. I'm sh- pretty sure he was here in Portland or maybe Seattle at one of the conventions recently. But I think I was out of town. Anyways, this is the best thing I've seen him in. I've seen him in four or five movies, and he's the best in this. Nowadays, he seems kind of like he's like permafried. I don't know if he's doing drugs or if he's just I don't know. <laughs> I think everyone in this movie is doing drugs. <laughs> But, um, Will, do you know the trivia about uh, this part, how it was originally supposed to go down? Uh, yeah, I have so you can go ahead. I think I had notes at the end. But okay. Well, originally, originally, I think it was uh, there were supposed to be two guys coming back from the future. Right. And one of them materializes inside a fire escape and immediately dies. Like, Aww. he materializes so that, like, it's through him. And then they uh, they f- they make sure that doesn't happen in future movies by, like establishing that when you uh come back in the past there's this like everything within a certain radius just gets completely burned away so you're always safe but hmm. what if you teleport underwater or not teleport but travel back in time and yeah i guess if you if you uh like materialized in a solid block of granite you'd just be stuck inside the solid block of granite in this little like circular that'd be awesome no, when you die pretty pretty quick. <laughs> well, we'd have a 
It'd be a good web series. It'd be like, you know, two-minute web series. Like, oh, no. <laughs> you just hear the guy go, oh, I read that in one version of the script, they were supposed to send two guys back, and one was going to be a liquid Terminator, but they didn't have the technology to make that work at the time. Cool. Let's see. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to let everyone know that it's around the five-minute mark. Five minutes <laughs> to five to six-minute mark. Just Okay. Okay. And you see okay. it now, do you? <laughs> oh, it's 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 evident. I thought it was just like you know slippage, but no, 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 no. It's it's very clear. <laughs> Flop it around. Mm-hmm. Oh, how did I miss that? I'm gonna, okay, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> did they ever plan on maybe John Connor coming back? Because that's kind of who I thought that guy was going to be. Mm. I thought he was going to turn out to be her son. It's me, mom. From the future. Ew, this movie would have this movie would have gotten like horrible if it had been. Cause, oh yeah. Well, they would horrible. not have included the sex scene. But <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I didn't go there. Can you be your father. own father? Oh. I don't know if that's possible. You know what? I'm kind of glad it wasn't him because I think that maybe. I mean, I was expecting it to be him, to be honest. Um, and I kind of like that it wasn't. Because, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you would expect the son to come back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're, 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 a, you're your own father, John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this naked Kyle Reese, um, the police find him putting pants on and chase him. I don't know if there's something wrong with public nudity or something. Well, I, I yeah, just, I know. <laughs> I just think it's funny that he wears bum pants the entire movie and he still gets the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they probably smell they don't look so good I mean he looks good I mean he can leave yeah. his shirt on for the entire movie as long as I care but like it, it is funny that I don't know why they chase him well I don't know yeah I mean with guns drawn and everything he, he did look naked and then they stop, Then he, they run over and they find out he stole a bum's pants so you know what In 19, maybe we don't want to go maybe go we don't want to go back to 1994 because apparently Apparently, you know, uh, people attack naked naked people, um, cops and uh, teenagers alike. Mm-hmm. So, nineteen eighty four, not a good time to be naked in Los exactly. Angeles. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was at this point where Mel, uh, my wife Mel, was uh, commenting on like how lean Michael Bean was. She's like, "There's no like fat on him," and I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, that's how it should be." Instead of the new Kyle Reese in the new movie, who's a roided up. Like Monster Man, <laughs> Sir Jai Courtney. Yeah, is that the new? Oh, character? I haven't. I, I don't believe. Oh, uh, I know I Jai Courtney from. I can't look at him and believe that he's come from a war war torn future where everybody's starving and you know just struggling to survive. He looks way too fit. They lift a lot of weights in the future. <laughs> Running. Yeah, he was in Spartacus and Die Hard. Well, will you have we'll to do to a Spartacus? intro cast and have me on as a newbie co-host but you have to call it Spartacast. it's not a good well, oh that's great and i'll be a i'll be a i'll be a veteran on that because i love that tv series oh that was awesome yeah enjoy courtney you know i don't know too much about casting or anything for any of the new movies because i haven't really looked into it but he has my heart from that that tv show that's all mm, yeah <laughs> No spoilers. Uh, never mind. Okay, we'll we'll get to Genesis later. 
So Kyle Reese disarms one of the cops and finds out the day, but he doesn't get the year. What was it, May 18th? Yeah, he runs when the rest of the coppers show up, and they chase him into a clothing store, which is convenient, so he can get some clothes. Yeah, and we get some Nike product placement. Velcro. And Nikes. <laughs> but, I uh, know. I was excited. I want to bring Velcro back, y'all. Like, I'm just going to start wearing Velcro. I've seen I've seen the original cut of the, the scene where he holds up the cop, and the cop in the, the movie is totally overdubbed with a deeper voice, because the original guy was like, May. Thursday. It <laughs> <laughs> was not his real voice in this movie. Well, that's on my lead. Kyle ends up getting away because these cops are no good. and But he steals a gun from a cop on the way out. And he goes to a payphone and tears out the listings for Sarah Connor. Okay, so this made me wonder... In today's, you know, if this was happened today, would it be if he had access to social media? This would like take two minutes, right? But then <laughs> it was if he didn't have access to social media, then he'd never be able to find her because nobody's listed yeah. in the phone book. Like where would he get one? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Was every? I mean, was it possible to have an unlisted number back then, or would you? And I think not so. Everybody had phones, I guess. My parents I think it always was, had but it cost because they were teachers and they didn't want to get called from students. Uh, I think it costs, though, right? Like, you had to go through a process yeah, of getting it. I think so. Yeah. It's kind of funny to think that uh, in the world of Terminator, the world ends before social media even arises. <laughs> in 1997 <laughs> is when the world ends. I have a common name, so I get a lot of calls. I used to get a lot of calls from, I guess, people who just looked in the phone book and tried to find, you know, Will Johnson and... I get calls from a lot of people for a lot of people who hadn't paid their bills. Like, Mr. Johnson, you need to pay your Spiegel bill. Like, I don't have a Spiegel. <laughs> I don't even know what a Spiegel is. Oh, I think There's I do. A catalog, yeah. So I don't have that problem. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Um, so next we go to Sarah Connor, who is riding a scooter to work at Big Jeff's. She's so cute. She has bad oh hair, gosh, but it, she looks. But it I was going to say, so much worse. It could be. Worse. She should be wearing a helmet. Oh, she is. It's her hair. <laughs> uh, so, this like, hair. I, oh my I, god, this eighties hair. Okay. So I have, um, I've seen. I was mentioning before we started recording, or maybe we had started recording, um, that I saw bits and pieces of this movie, um, more mostly through my covered eyes um, when I was a kid, and I thought she was so cool and pretty. <laughs> And now I'm just like the hair. I can't get beyond the hair. She is cool and pretty. You just gotta like use your hands and frame out her hair. <laughs> mm. She's probably best known for this in Beauty and the Beast. She was Chuck's mom on Chuck. Oh, I didn't watch that. I like her scooter and yes. her like. I want a scooter. Her very old like bike lock. Like remember, that's like what I I my six speed or my ten speed. That's what I used to lock it up with. And then she also has guest G. Oh, she has things I notice. <laughs> she has their the, designer. She has the biggest sneakers in this movie too. Like <laughs> giant ankle things on the sneakers. I don't know what they are. Well, Sarah is late. As she punches in, and then we go back to Terminator, who has the best breaks into the car <laughs> jacket ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in my head. 
Sarah is Sarah Connor is the Sarah from Labyrinth and David Bowie is the Terminator. I have this <laughs> this own version in my head. The uh the that shot would make a movie. <laughs> the shot where he breaks the window of the car there, I guess they, they set that up and did it in like five minutes without a permit without a shooting permit. <laughs> it's like it's like guerrilla filmmaking. They're like, oh, Arnold, really? go, go do it now. And then they're like, now let's peel out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so was was it really just a random car on the side of the road? Like, did they know? No. Oh, okay, because that would have been better. But it's just some random should, guys. But you know, they should have got permission from the city to block off the street for their filming time and stuff, and they would have had to pay for that. I like it better this way. I like mm-hmm. rogue mm-hmm. filmmakers. Back at Big Jeff, Sarah's in the weeds, and she's dealing with asshole customers. Now, I've never, you know, you see in movies all the time where the customers are dickheads i've never witnessed that in real life though i have okay <laughs> this kid though oh my god i want i uh i, I would have smacked this kid i would have smacked the kid's parents and, and his then parents were off the smack <laughs> yeah i'd be like give this to your kid Whap. Ugh. yeah i used to pump gas for a living and customers were jerks sometimes but the time the time Ugh, the one time where a customer said he was going to report me or something stupid. I was I had forgotten my name tag and I was wearing somebody else's name tag. He's like, "What's your name?" Rob. I'm going to report you. <laughs> oh wow. Did Rob get in trouble? <laughs> Next we see the Terminator go by a shitload of guns, including a Uzi 9mm. <laughs> and he kills the store owner when he's finished. Yeah, this guy wasn't that smart. That guy's so familiar looking out. Yeah, he's all over the place. I just looked at his IMDb and it was just it was assuming a lot of stuff. What I like about the scene is like it's so it, it's so sudden. Like there's no like, oh like I'm gonna sh- you know like pointing the gun. It's just like point the gun, shoot. Like no t- no t- time. It was awesome. So Kyle Reese is sawing off a shotgun or something and goes walking. See the Terminator go to a payphone and he does the same thing that Reese did, looking for the Sarah Connors in the phone book. And then he goes and runs over somebody's toy. Ugh. I was wondering, Man. it would be funny if it was the same phone book. Like, <laughs> it's like, damn it. <laughs> All the Sarah Connors are gone. Oh, there's no Sarah Connor here. Yeah. That's how you know he's a villain. He ruins some kid's toy. Yeah. He knocks on some lady's door, and after he confirms that she's Sarah Connor, he shoots her more times than really necessary. <laughs> kind of Just to be sure. <laughs> I like the original sound effect for this gun in the original release of the movie. They changed it in the past few releases and made it more wimpy sounding. Why do they do that? I don't know. At least it's not a walk. They didn't replace the gun with a walkie talkie. (laughs) Again, like in, in, you know, just a lot of movies, they hesitate and they wait and they, they, you know, do exposition before they shoot. I just like the fact that, I mean, it makes sense because he's like a robot, but like just the fact that he's just like, hello, are you Sarah Connor? Boom. Gone. Bye. It's nice. Yeah. Very clean. Very efficient. When you're watching the movie the first time, it's a while before you find out what's really going on. You just know there's this man. You don't know that he's a robot. And yep. You know, there's this other man. Yeah, I, I wish I could have that experience. I can't remember having that experience. It feels like I've always known that Arnold was the Terminator and yeah. Kyle was the human protector. Like, I wish I could have gone into this cold. Big Jeff's, uh, one of Sarah's co-workers shows her a TV story about 
a Sarah Connor being shot to death. What? what this is this this really annoyed me. That I think it isn't a ginger who's like, "Come here, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. <laughs> Look, this mother was shot to death. She has her name. Isn't that great? Isn't that funny? <laughs> no, it's terrible. You're a, yeah. hor- a horrible person, ginger." It, it was the 80s. <laughs> they had all those weird, scary movies around then. They were just a weird time. They found humor strange. She it's wasn't ginger, humor. She just had the same hair as Ginger. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought they were the same. <laughs> don't, don't be smart, ginger. ginger. I take it back, Ginger. You're fantastic. Ginger is a Keep paragon. Yeah. <laughs> Cal Reese hot wires a car, and there's some delicious 80s music on the radio. <laughs> and this tire... The tires on one of the construction vehicles reminds him of HK's running over skulls in the future. Mm-hmm. And he has a flashback to the future because the future is the past and the past is the future. So back awesome. To the future. Okay. So awesome. This girl looks exactly like Jennifer Carpenter. I'm like, why is Dexter's sister in the future? <laughs> <laughs> like, do you, like, do you, Malika, do you still have it up and do you know what? Are you familiar with Jennifer Carpenter's face? Oh, yeah. She, I totally pa- am. When she lifts her visor, pause it on her face. She is, she's Deborah Morgan. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, it's coming up in just a little bit, and I'll have to pause it. Because, yeah, um, I do not want to think that, that Deborah Morgan's in the future. <laughs> I really don't. She annoyed me through six seasons of Dexter. Uh, Deborah, now that's somebody who does something with her mouth when she talks. It annoys me. <laughs> well, I think that you and I have the same thing. Because, yes, exactly. She has this weird way of talking. It's, Tell you. Yes. Yeah, people don't see it, but we see it. It's she there. still haven't people. described it accurately enough. I don't know what to look for. But just, just look to... at her mouth when she talks. It's like this weird, like, twist almost. It's, she is it's her lips. Doctor. It's bizarre. She so what, she has crooked mouth? Because <laughs> you know who has crooked yeah. mouth? Uh, Lena Headey, who will be on the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> She's got a crooked mouth. But I Cer- think it's endearing. Cersei, Cersei doesn't have a crooked mouth. She doesn't bother me as much as Lise. I mean, Cersei brought Yeah, I don't notice she, Cersei. She bothers me for other reasons, but um, I think I'll be able to do the series without cringing. Um, but for sure, like this woman has that. Oh, I love her crooked mouth, Lena Headey. <laughs> yeah, she's good. Oh, I'm sad that I didn't get to go meet her like- when she was in town a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, so Kyle and his boys are fighting the HKs, and Kyle manages to take one out, but his friend gets killed. Those things are yeah. freaking accurate. Like, she was out there for a second. It's just like, whoop, whoop, dead. <laughs> How are the humans winning the, this war? I don't understand. <laughs> Kyle takes off with his surviving friend, but they have an accident in the car, and I guess his buddy died. That guy was getting whiplash before they crashed. I know. <laughs> he was being jerked around so much. <laughs> like, can you slow down for just like Yeah, well, I mean, it was obviously back. a dummy in a model, but I mean. Yeah. Yeah, just, you can see him, like, whip back. I'm like, oh, okay, your neck is broken twice now, but still firing. <laughs> And then how does, like, is this an actual flashback, like an actual memory? How would he ever get out of that? He was on fire. I don't know. I, I took it as to be an actual memory, but, yeah, it was what happened. So Kyle wakes up back in the past, and he drives off. And then we go to Linda Hamil- uh Sarah Connor. <laughs> she's Linda Connor. This is my favorite scene. Yeah, she's got her Jetsons t-shirt on with her girlfriend and 
she gets a call from a guy telling her what he wants to do with her, but it's her roommate's boyfriend, Matt. This is a scene that I watched when I was, um, when it, for, I don't know, when I was 13, basically, or younger than that. No, much younger than that, actually. And this is a scene that I remember because I thought it was, like, super sexy, like, even at a young age. <laughs> what do you like? What he was telling her. I was like, oh, what is this feeling? It's interesting. And then the end of the scene is what, like, made me not want to watch the movie anymore. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Uh, he's played by, uh, Matt is played by Rick Rosovich, who was in Top Gun. He was uh, Val Kilmer's buddy. I think it was Iceman or something. No, Valkyrie was Iceman. Oh, can't remember. No, Valkyrie was Iceman. Yeah. Oh gosh, I have to go look that up. He's one so of the yes, two guys um, playing the volleyball. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of episodes. And that woman of does ER. look like that Top woman does look like another... Carpenter. I can attest. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, this movie is the only movie I've ever run across where uh, my parents had three kids: Matt, Sarah, and Kyle, and. All three of them are in. All three of those names are in this movie, and I was found. <laughs> and I got stuck with the shittiest pair, like like character to go with oh, my name. Oh, what would you have preferred, sister. John? I suppose. Uh, yeah, I guess, I I'd rather. Yeah, I'll switch with names with my brother. I'll be Kyle. He can be Matt. <laughs> oh, Reese is excited. He's wagging his tail. Um, <laughs> so yeah. When she by putting Matt on the phone or Ginger on the phone, he repeats everything to her, and then we go to the police station where we meet Frank Black and Paul Winfield. <laughs> I love these two. Frank tells, uh, what's his name? Hal <laughs> tells him that Sarah Connors are being killed. Um, yeah, Frank Black. I'm gonna call him Frank Black. Lance Hendrickson is Hal Vukovic, the, the detective. Oh, okay. And he was in Millennium as Frank Black, and he was in Aliens as Bishop. Paul Winfield is played by Ed Traxler. He was in an episode of Babylon 5, but he was also in a memorable episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, Darmok. Oh, the one where they're on the planet and they can only talk in metaphors. Yeah. yeah. I did not like that one. <laughs> Are they like the opposite of Drax the Destroyer? <laughs> <laughs> This in this scene, one of the detectives calls the television the tube, and for some reason, my mind immediately jumped to the London Underground, and I was like, "What? Uh, oh, TV? Oh, yeah, they used to have tubes in them." That's not what I associate the word <laughs> "tube" with now. You know what? I had totally forgotten that they actually had tubes, and that's why they were called the tubes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Back with Sarah, Sarah and Ginger are fixing themselves up. Sarah can't find her lizard Pugsley, but she does find him up on the shelf, and they listen to a message. Sarah's date's canceling on her. Oh, boo. Well, just when when they're standing there looking in the mirror, and they're like, better than mortal man deserves, I'm like, you guys look like a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Ginger's like 99% hair at this point. And and spray tan or something. Sarah's date lucked out. Boy, is he a lucky guy. (laughs) Not, yeah, not, not like what would have happened if he actually went on? Yeah, he'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah, why do my notes say something about making love to her lizard? I don't know, what, what was she doing? She says... Because she, she says, kisses it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> She's like, you still love me or whatever, but I'm like, no, it doesn't. Look at it. It's silently hissing at you. <laughs> you can Gross. see it opening its little pet. mouth. It's like... Ah! <laughs> She's going to go out and see a movie, and 
gets on her little scooter and takes off and Reese follows her. So Matt, you were already aware of who's who and what's going on. You weren't suspicious of Reese at all. Uh, no, I know. I knew he was the good guy. I, I, but I didn't know exactly who he was. I, I had a, had a vague idea. Okay. I, but I knew, I knew the plot. I knew that the Terminator was coming back to kill her because she'd give birth to the savior of mankind way in the future. I, I knew all that just from pop culture osmosis, but I did not quite know who he was. I wasn't, I didn't think he was a threat. He should have been a little more forward though. I think if he had been a little more on the ball, Ginger would still be alive, Ginger. <laughs> he has failed the city. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, yeah, at the police station, the fucking media is asking a bunch of annoying questions. God, don't you hate the media? <laughs> oh boy. Well, like, yeah, why is media? Why is media <laughs> always portrayed like this way? In every single they're movie, vultures. they're really annoying. <laughs> yeah, they won't leave me alone. <laughs> I like how, I uh, how they're Christ. always trying to give information to people so they can make informed decisions about their lives. Oh, I terrible! Know. Go away, people. Uh. I like how Traxler uses them to get the word out to Sarah, though. Yeah. Frank Black. I'm going to say Frank Black when I said I wasn't going to call him Frank Black. Yeah. He's being an asshole, kind of. But, yeah, they're trying to get in touch with Connor to make sure she's okay. They get Ginger on the machine. uh, Ginger and Matt are making sweet love. (laughs) And back at the station, they banter some more and blah, blah, blah. So in a bar or somewhere, Sarah sees another report about another Sarah Connor being killed, and now she's concerned. She's, so she looks in the phone book and see that she's next. Yeah, and this is smart. Like I have to say that, like you know, she's hearing about all these Sarah Connors. She actually does something like I don't know, rather than her just being oblivious and being like, "Oh well, that's just too bad, isn't it?" Weird. Mm-hmm. Like her weird um, waitress buddy. Yeah. Yeah. She was having a like by herself pizza date. She had an entire pizza just for herself. Oh, that sounds so good. I'm sure she's taking <laughs> half of it home. <laughs> and there's a weird, weirdo, creepy guy staring at her while she's like near the the phones behind her. Oh, I want some pizza so bad. Again, it's it's <laughs> the 80s. Everyone's a creep. Yeah. Uh, the she uh, the phone doesn't work, so she leaves and Reese follows her. She goes. To, she tries to lose him in a. She sees that he's following her and tries to lose him in a different bar and she goes to use the phone surrounded by all this 80s hair and 80s dancing and she calls the LAPD but all the lines are busy. Guys, I want to live in tech noir. <laughs> I do too. That looks <laughs> like this is my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> the music going on is uh, Tane Kane and the Triangles. Oh boy. Awesome. 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 <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Poor Tane Kane. She tried so hard, but in the end, she went into porn. <laughs> uh, There's nothing wrong with that. That girl's got to make a living. I know, but she wanted to be a music star and it failed, so she had to go into porn. Well, she had a backup at least. Yeah. <laughs> she probably made about 200 more films than Michael Bean. Oh, oh. In an afternoon. Oh. <laughs> They're all 20 minutes long. Um. <laughs> So the Terminator arrives at Sarah's place. Ginger's dancing around like a fool, and she goes to get some milk and snacks. We see that Matt had sex with his socks on. 
Way to go, Matt. <laughs> Terminator goes into the bedroom and beats the crap out of Matt. Matt's a good. Matt's pretty fit though. Yeah, he holds his own against the friggin' Terminator for a sec. <laughs> yeah. I like the effect of uh, the Terminator punching right through the pillow though. <laughs> and the Terminator goes on to shoot Ginger in the back. Once again, it was a little more than necessary, I think, but had to be thorough. Mm-hmm. They are showing he's ruthless. That's for sure. This is the first time Sarah screws herself over over the phone. Yes. And it's one of three times she screws herself over in the in the uh in the movie. Two of them are with the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, that's true. She, yeah, once he hears Sarah's message, he finds something with her picture on it and goes off to find her. I do have to say though, she's not stupid, you know? I don't know. Yeah, this was just poor timing. I mean, like, cause I, yeah, this is poor timing. Like, I would also, you know, kind of call my roommate too, cause you wouldn't, I don't know. I mean, for him to be there, and I don't know. I, I think you'd have a better chance of reaching the roommate than you would someone who's trying to kill her. I don't know. It, I was, I was just happy that, you know, she didn't have, you know, dumb heroines to seize. Mm-hmm. I only wish she just hadn't set her location. Ginger, yeah, I'm in trouble. Say. Give me a call. Well, they wouldn't that's true. to call. <laughs> but the, yeah, she doesn't have a well, cell phone. That's ah! true. Uh, call the police, or Yeah, I suppose. She couldn't give away her location without asking for help. And yeah. Kyle, uh, if he had been on the ball, again, he could have told her he's probably listening to phone calls, he could disguise his voice. But how would Kyle have convinced her of his story unless she had seen something like that? Well, film? you leave out the part about the time travel and you just say there's a guy <laughs> coming after you, I... I guess. You, know, you make something up that's plausible, um, I suppose. She would probably run away assuming that he's the guy trying to kill her. Which is kind yeah, of what she assumes. Why would... I mean, yeah, but if he was quick enough, then she... He could have gotten that message across, and then she'd be like, well, why would a guy trying to kill me try to tell me about another guy trying to kill me? I should probably... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he would just probably try to kill her, rather than be like, watch out for this guy who's trying to kill you. Which might be me. Well, then, but eventually it'd be like, come with me. And then she'd be like, no, you just want to get me alone so you can kill me. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you know, this day and age with social media, it'd be so easy to find somebody. Like, Sarah just checked in at IHOP. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, like, this movie would be like like, like 10 minutes, 10 minutes. He goes back on there. The, on the like, flip side, her phone buzzes and she looks at it and it says, uh, it's from Ginger. Uh, P.S. There's a guy trying to kill you. Yeah, text. Move. Do we talk about yogurt before we start recording? Because I might have to move this yogurt container. I can smell it. <laughs> you better move it. We're gagging on this end. Yeah. <laughs> Just a thought. Okay, so they finally get through to Sarah at the police station, and they tell her she'll be safe in public, and they'll be there in about half an hour. But Terminator arrives, and he doesn't even pay to get in. Just, but he does find Sarah. And he doesn't care about the public setting. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what was truly creepy. I mean, if you take this, like, all special effects aside and everything, just the fact that this guy is relentless, and that, you know, like, all the tropes of, like, a killer, like, you know, being safe in public, and, like, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. Um, I did know, you know, what he was, but you know, going into this movie, but this is why it creeped me out when I was young, because it was just like, there's no stopping him, you know? I mean, like, what are you supposed to do? She did all the right things. She uh, went in public, she called the cops, whatever, whatever, yeah. but... 
Yeah, you would live in such terror <laughs> if you knew that this kind of a person was after you. Yeah. Never, never safe. Sucks to be her. I don't know. She sees Reese looking really creepy at her, and the Terminator pulls out a gun and to shoot Sarah. And then Kyle, this is when Kyle actually starts firing with his shotgun. Yeah, because he had no idea what the Terminator looked like. Yeah, he had to wait for him to show himself. Um, Terminator gets back up and starts shooting up the place, and <laughs> well, they got shot in the back, which looked kind of funny the way it was done. <laughs> but um. Yeah. The gunplay in this scene is really, really good, I think. Like, yeah. Usually I don't care that much about, you know, gunfights, but I think it was really well done. So he shoots up the Terminator some more, and spoiler alert, he says to Sarah's a phrase we'll hear in every movie and on the TV show come with me if you want to live. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Cool. An iconic line. Terminator gets up and Cal and Sarah take off and Termi runs after them. Do you call him Termi? I got tired of writing out Terminator. I know it sounds like a premature baby, but that's your, that's your, pet, that's your pet name for the Terminator. <laughs> He's so cute. Oh, Termi. Aren't you a cute part Terminator? <laughs> We get to see. I don't know. Was this the first time we got to see how the Terminator sees things from his eyes? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, I did, I looked away for a second. I didn't see how he got set on fire, but he jumps on their car well, or they try to get away. Kyle Reese is like super good and accurate with his gun, and he blew up the fuel tank on the car that the Terminator was running by. Uh, okay, which is a little far fetched, I think. Yeah, sawed-off shotgun. Aren't those harder to fire? Anyway. I don't know. And wave. I don't either, know too much about guns. <laughs> either either way, Arnold loses his eyebrows and part part of his hair in this scene. We were working so well for him. <laughs> <laughs> Little Termy steals a police car yeah. and goes after oh Sarah. Oh my god, so cute. From the, <laughs> from, <laughs> he steals a police car from the scrawniest cop on the force. <laughs> And next, uh, Sarah and Reese are having a nice little chat in the car, and he tells her to do exactly what he says and then explains, gives us some exposition that he's been, she's been targeted for termination and he's been sent to protect her. This is the best exposition. Exposition on the move during a chase. <laughs> and he's so intense and in charge. I love, I love Kyle Reese. He's like my hero. <laughs> uh. Terminator mimics the cop's voice when he's talking to dispatch. He's going after Sarah. Ouch. He's going after Sarah and Reese. Sarah thinks it's all a mistake. Wait. Oh, she says she hasn't done anything. And Cal explains that she will. And that Terminator is a machine. Cyberdyne Systems Model 101. He's a cyborg. At this point, the police and the T-101 catch up with him and... They do some ramming and stuff and get away. Uh, such good camera work and practical chase, like car stunts and everything. Never see this anymore. I wonder how long this took. Oh, it would have. Dude, I they you know, like that scene in the Matrix that took like eight weeks to do mm. something like that. It's ridiculous. This and uh, the Blues Brothers are my two favorite car chases. <laughs> um, but uh, in this, in all these scenes where he's 
telling her things. Uh, we get a lot of close-ups of his face. And Kyle Reese has this chin scar. But before I had Blu-ray, uh, it wasn't high def enough for me to tell it was a scar. It just looked like he had spit on his chin. He, like he had spittle on his chin. I was like, wipe your damn chin. <laughs> <laughs> it's gross. As I said, I'm not a big fan of action stuff, but this was pretty good, and I liked that there was some exposition happening. So mm-hmm. I feel like I could rewatch this and not be bored by it because I could pick up on what he's saying, and also this is the first time we get to hear him talk and kind of know him. Mm-hmm. So that made it interesting. That kind of balanced off the the mayhem. I just thought he was sexy. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> he explains the composition of the Terminator and how they're made to look human, so they're harder to spot. She knows they can't make things like that, and yet, and he says they're from one possible future. And uh, there's a little bit of a naming convention, um, like I don't know what you would call it. It's just a little bit confusing because in the in this movie they call him a T101. And in later movies, he's called a T-800. I think they finally settled on the the uh, the unit number is 800. Like, all T-800s look like that underneath. And then 101 is the particular Arnold Schwarzenegger look that goes over. Uh, so 102 would be, you know, look like somebody else and stuff like that. Nerd. Yee. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, does that... Does do the numbers matter? I mean, obviously there's different kinds, but... Well, I mean, mm. T-800, T-1000, T-600. They mentioned the T-600 series. They had rubber skin. Okay, but the numbers themselves, it's just... Okay, they're just the one, types. Yeah, the 101 is the Arnold model <laughs> of, um, of the T-800s. He's old school. <laughs> Sarah tries to get away, but he stops her and... Uh, there's a quote there that might be <laughs> um, he says he doesn't know he can stop the Terminator with the weapons he has is this the point where she bites him on the hand I think it is It's Michael Bean always gets bit on the hand in uh, Cameron movies yeah he gets bitten in Aliens too yeah and the Abyss Every, he's always getting bit on the hand <laughs> poor guy so what, Cameron has a hand-biting fetish? What is this? He must. Just for what, a we- what a weird thing to keep bringing back. And it's just from... It's my- a motif. It's just from... My- <laughs> it doesn't happen for other actors, just him. He's the lucky one. <laughs> That's weird. But I like that Like he's explaining all this to her, and she doesn't believe him, and eventually he's so intense and sincere about it, and so, like, I don't know, he's just his words like finally hit her and she looks like she got punched. She's like, she's just like, Oh, do you remember that part? Yeah. She, she just like lurches. Like she's been hit by something when he says something I guess strong. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I mean, if you think about it, like she doesn't have any rational explanation for this. Right. And so at some point, like it's got to hit her, like this could actually be real. And what if this is real? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, then yeah, I'm going to, feel like i've been sucker punched so i don't know i know we're skipping i'm gonna skip ahead just a little bit that i like the scene where they sh- the cops show her the kevlar and it was like this is probably what you saw a guy got shot in this he had body armor on he's not a machine <laughs> and she's like oh, oh yeah i guess so because i don't know about you but and this is an interesting question but how long would it take you folks to accept what kyle reese is telling you as reality 
Mm. Or now it wouldn't yeah, take Yeah, now that it's long. like, sure. <laughs> Anyone can tell me anything. I'd be like, sure, I'll believe it. I think I probably... Well, you think he's cute, but <laughs> what if... <laughs> I think if I'd you were no, Sarah I mean, Connor, how long would it take you before you... Like, I would have followed the like, exact same path, I think. Okay. I think it would have taken me a little bit longer. I don't know, because I watch so much sci-fi, and, you know, where I'm like, well, I have heard of things like this happening, but at the same time, um, yeah, realistically... I don't know. Probably the same time. I would think like uh, Sunnydale explanation. Uh, gangs on PCP. Mm-hmm. That's what this <laughs> is. Gangs on PCP. He's on PCP. Well, that's why he could. That's why he goes well, so I fast. Mean, like, at, at some point, it doesn't really matter. It's the fact that someone's coming to kill her. So, like, okay, I can believe that this is the case, and this is like the only way I might be possibly going to stay alive. So, I really don't care at that point. Like, I'm like, I just need somebody. To, like, I'd be so scared, and the cops aren't going to do anything, and this guy's like, it's my only way of being helped so who cares what he says if he's going to try to keep me safe because nobody else can they actually do True. use the pcp excuse <laughs> frank black says that when he's like how do he punch yeah. though he was probably on pcp oh yeah gangs on pcp I fe- yeah i feel like it's like you know i feel like we don't get that anymore <laughs> yeah, PCP like as an excuse like we yeah nobody's like because like i mean how much pcp do you have like lying around you know it's like not a thing i think the other <laughs> Sunnydale explanation was a scavenger hunt that got a little wild. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see what kind of powers PCP would give me. I know. It's like that on my bucket list. You'd you'd be able to talk to your dog. Uh, Hard to do. Why don't you take some (laughs) PCP and record it for the podcast? (laughs) Yes. Oh, wow. (laughs) That would be the lost episode, yeah. Um, But when. uh, Commentary on PCP. There's an interesting, uh, there's an interesting thing, uh, when, um, Arnold's, like, looking for them. He, 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 he does this thing where he's, he's looking left to right, but he moves his eyes first. Yeah. His head follows his eyes. Like, he's scanning robotically. It's pretty effective. So after we see Arnold out patrolling, uh, the police find the car that Sarah and Reese ditched, and those two are sneaking out. Sneaking about, about to get, uh, get, they get in a different car and they exposition a little more. Kyle explains that everything was wiped out in a nuclear war a few years from now, and the defense network computers got smart and formed a higher order of intelligence. And they decided that people were a threat and decided to exterminate us. It's pretty um, forward thinking for '82, I think, to be worried about AI. Like we seem to be just actually considering getting serious about being worried about it now like it's been in the news lately like microsoft and uh bill gates and everybody giving their opinions on whether or not we're gonna get wiped out by ai yeah and probably because of this movie well i don't know this if this movie hadn't oh you think if we didn't have the terminator franchise they would still be talking about threatening ai oh maybe i don't know but i I I guess it was 2001 also had a AI that went crazy. Hmm. That's true. There's also a movie called AI. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a little, little boy no. in Jude Law. That was about, that was about he Haley was so scary. destroying the human. Cute little boy. He was the scariest AI that I've ever seen. That I've oh, ever seen. That's was all I'm saying. He was very clingy. And kill his mother. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that, like, you know, probably back in this days, it was like far thinking for our future, like this could never happen kind of thing. And nowadays it's like, actually in the news like here is part of science fiction right like maybe someday this could happen ha 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 and now it's like well actually 
Maybe could. You better start thinking about this. <laughs> yeah, 2029 is not yeah. that far from now. <laughs> well, I mean, it was put the the Skynet was supposed to go online in 97. Right. And then and then I think it changed to 2003 or something maybe in later movies. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, Kyle says he grew up after the war and most people were rounded up and put into camps for orderly disposal, but some were kept alive to help out with the disposal. One guy led the people back from the brink, and he was John Connor, Sarah's unborn son. Bum, bum, bum. So how did He's he like, learn to drive? What? How did he learn to drive? How did Kyle really drive in the future when I'm guessing there probably weren't a lot of cars and clean roads and he didn't have the mobility to to do that? Well, we saw him driving a car in his flashback. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, it did seem like a kind of car. Well, it was just a car, car. I don't know. I mean, maybe he, they, they, the robots let him drive a forklift or something, but he's really adept at driving good at it well i mean like because i can drive a car but i couldn't do what he did in this movie and <laughs> <laughs> i've been driving a lot you know probably on better street than he has yeah he like the future looks so it looks like a dump basically i don't know where you find <laughs> this is some yeah. jason Bourne level shit that's happening here oh yeah we next terminator's looking mean he arrives at that parking garage and Start shooting at Sarah and Reese as they're about to leave, and a gunfight breaks out, and there's lots of driving and shooting. This was a good scene. Yeah, Reese shoots mm-hmm. him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah takes the wheel, Reese does some good shooting, and Terminator has a little accident. <laughs> okay, and this is the one part of the movie I have like a serious problem with. The Terminator could have killed them right here. Instead, he walks off. Yeah, like, why didn't he... I guess he didn't want to fight so many cops. It doesn't matter. So. His only mission is to kill her. He could walk over, kill her, then the cops arrive, blow him away. It doesn't matter. That's actually true. It's like if his, his one thing is like it's just to kill her and he's a robot. He doesn't care about his own safety. He doesn't care about who he kills. He doesn't care about anything except for killing her. So why wouldn't he just, you know, take the shot? And then who cares if he dies because he's a robot? Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't die anyway because we see everything he goes through and this thing is hard to kill. Yeah. Yeah, he could he could get them all. I don't know. Maybe he's got some sort of protocol that makes him uh, try to avoid revealing his true nature to people, so that maybe if they find out that there's like robots walking around, they'll like be wary of creating such a things, and then Skynet will never come online anyways. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I hope they Let's thought go of with it. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just me trying to justify. Done. <laughs> it's canon. Mm-hmm. It has been entered. At the police station, the police are trying to console Sarah. She's found out that Ginger and Matt are dead. Oh. And they want her to speak to Dr. Silverman, a criminal psychologist <laughs> who's tired and yawning. And they're going to try to find out if Reese is crazy. Okay, this guy's amazing. He is. He asks all the best questions. Like, if you came back in time, why didn't you bring better guns with you? I mean, he yeah, he, really asks, he asks great questions and has great uh, you know alternatives to what is super crazy. So Kyle, Kyle has good answers. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he, he has does. like the audience. He has the, he's the audience surrogate because like we all want to know. Like that's why I was impressed that this movie is kind of smart because like people actually this guy takes him seriously, not seriously like he thinks he's real, but seriously like he humors him kind of thing. 
Yeah. And he asks, like, if, he, if this is his reality, like, then how does he explain this? And yeah, he, he really only he really only laughs laughs at him behind his back, really. Right. Yeah, right. he laughs like kind of in privately, but he's, I mean, I think as a professional, like, one-on-one with his uh, client, sort of. Uh, good job. Good job, now, doctor. I'm glad now, he lived. Yeah. yeah, now have you seen the second one, Matt? I haven't, but if he... I'm I'm this guy's advocate. Way to okay. go, Dr. Silberman slash Silberman. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I don't remember anything after about this character after the scene, so I'm, I'd am i be happy if he shows up again. All right, well, I won't say. Go, man. I'm sure he gets killed <laughs> in don't. the next one, doesn't he? I won't say. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to write down who plays him, but he looked familiar. His name is Earl Bowen, I think. I will not Google him. I think he does a lot of voice work. I was also surprised just how nice and competent oh. all the police officers seem to be. Yeah. Especially for the Yeah, like proof. they're doing the best they can. You know, they're doing the best they can. Oh, they're not I, like bumbling idiots. I remember one of the things that uh, Earl Bowen is known for. Have you guys ever played the old adventure game Monkey Island? I have not. I, re- no. I have, but so long ago that I don't remember it. Okay. Well, Earl Bowen plays LeChuck. <laughs> the main bad guy. Hmm, okay. So somewhere the Terminator's fixing himself up. He's all busted up. Okay, so this is a scene that I was impressed with, like just in terms of it looks like, uh, awful now, but, you know, like given the time, it's pretty good. Yep. Is this the one where he takes his eye or he's fixing up his eye and it's obviously you know, makeup? Yeah, it's a fake head, he- but... But good. when I was when I was a kid and I watched this is one of the other scenes like so like I said there's like certain scenes that I remember from this movie and this was one of them and I totally just fell for it so it worked on me as a I don't know eight year old something like that yeah and they um they they also he messes around with his wrist as well so that that was they set it up where it was a real guy's hand through the table connected to a fake wrist. At the police station, they're questioning Reese. He's doing some truth-telling, but they think he sounds crazy. He does. He's mm-hmm. so intense here. I love it. It's <laughs> one of my favorite performances. Probably is my favorite performance when he just loses his cool and uh, just starts screaming. <laughs> Tells him about. <laughs> yeah. Tells him about John Connor and the computer defense system Skynet. But Dr. Silverman ain't buying it. He says um, John Connor sent him back through the time displacement system who's to stop the Terminator who is trying to stop John Connor from being born. And it's a one-way trip. He can't go back. And, you know, somewhere, I'll have to see if I can dig it up. I was in India, and there's like a, there was like this like internet cafe kind of thing called Skynet. I took a picture oh, no. of it because I knew that much about the movie where I was like, oh, my God, it starts here. <laughs> we see the terminator fixing up his face oh yeah this is over my note where some obvious special effects going on here but yeah i just like the idea of the terminator doing his hair (laughs) he's like oh my hair burned off i better spike it up (laughs) puts on some sunglasses to hide his bad eye and gets his gun i want those gargoyle sunglasses (laughs) so expensive though I'm sorry, guys. I'm a really big Terminator nerd. <laughs> that is fine. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> that 
at the station, Reese is, well, they're watching a tape of Reese being questioned, and Frank Black is kind of a jerk. He's funny. He explains that, uh, Reese explains he, why he couldn't bring weapons back because only living organisms can be sent back. Nothing dead will go. He should wrap the weapons in flesh. Ah, yes. <laughs> like embedded Terminator. Into, into their skin. Hmm. Oh, really? Okay. I know. I was just, I was thinking about how they could yeah, get weapons back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I um, thought I hit on something that was. <laughs> I just imagined Kyle Reese's like he finds Sarah Connor. He's like, uh, "Do you have a knife?" And he like cuts himself open and pulls a, <laughs> like a laser pistol out from under his ribs. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "I just happened to secrete this here." <laughs> but um, I'm also thinking of you know prison smuggling techniques that yeah. we don't really <laughs> need to go into. Uh, yeah, the Terminators. <laughs> yeah. And then you can unwrap it and you can cook the bacon. And then you have a gun and bacon. Oh. That, that's so alive. happy. Oh. Send a dead pig back. No, oh, don't not a dead say pig. That. But... <laughs> don't say that. That's so mean. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah, well you could probably make an animal swallow uh swallow some weapons and then send the some animals back with the people and then kill the animals and take the <laughs> weapons out of their carcasses. <laughs> And then eat the animals. Oh. And then eat the animals. That's what I'm saying. Y'all, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I eat seafood, so maybe if you said it back in a fish, I'd be okay with it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah, Kyle, Kyle Reese just comes back with the squid. He reaches inside the squid, pulls out his pistol. He comes back with a... Yeah, he has to go find a you know fishing rod the first thing he does. He gotta go catch this fish. <laughs> no, he, just, he, just, he just comes back with like a fish bowl. And like, yeah. oh yeah, I can't even have the water in it. Oh, that's right. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, the Terminator's surrounded by living tissue, so that's how we got back. And he says that Skynet didn't know much about Sarah Connor, so it was just being systematic by wiping out all the Sarah Connors. Now, this is where he gets really intense and mad and warns him that Termy's gonna kill her. <laughs> and they can't stop her. Oh, Termy, <laughs> Dorm. At this point, I'm like on the Terminator <laughs> side. I'm like, you're so cute. You just want that. <laughs> I just want the hug. Your job. <laughs> <laughs> I came back in time for a hug. Doctor Silverman thinks Reese is crazy, and this is where they give her a vest and tell her to get her some sleep. And you know, some piece. Yeah, if I was her, this would probably, you know, snap me back to reality. Like, oh yeah, they're probably right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't heard know. the drugs can do. I wouldn't believe the whole drugs thing just because I'm like, they use that on every TV show. I'd be like, come on, you've got besides PCP. But <laughs> I, I would believe, like, you know, something else. I don't know. Maybe shrooms. What was that? Remember in Florida when the, the guy ate the other guy's face? Um, what oh, was yeah. he on? Was, bath salts. Bath salts. There you go. <laughs> oh, that guy. I don't even know about that, and I don't think I want to. No, you don't. Let's just move along. <laughs> I'm not going to Google. Silverman is leaving the station right as the Terminator arrives. The guy at the desk won't let the Terminator see her, so he goes away for a little bit, and when he comes oh, wait, back, okay. he... This is the first yeah. ever in Arnie's career, I'll be back. Yeah. Yeah. First ever. And uh, you can you can see right through his sunglasses in this scene. You can see both of his eyes. His eyes, <laughs> yeah. Liar. <laughs> yeah. 
But was this really necessary to drive through the door? We could have just walked through and <laughs> go torn the door off and yep. maybe, yeah. maybe in the future they don't that's not how they do things. They don't have doorknobs in the future. Well he did have all of his guns in the car. So he had to go back for them anyways when he realized that he, they weren't gonna let him through. So might as well just drive yeah. the car through. <laughs> yeah, you might as well. <laughs> so Arnold tried to have Al be back changed because he had trouble pronouncing the word aisle and he also thought that you know a robot from the future wouldn't say contraction so he tried to have it changed to I will be back but James Cameron didn't go for it and then he built an entire career off it <laughs> but I mean yeah it'd be interesting that he would use contractions um, hmm. Commander Data doesn't use contractions exactly <laughs> And he's got feelings, so... <laughs> he has robo and a, and a cat. And he's... Spot. Oh, what is, is it? Spot? What's the, it is Spot. Yeah, spot. Oh, Spot's not spot as cool got, as... Spot got huh? turned into a lizard in that episode where they all devolved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that episode. Even Spot descended from lizards. Mm-hmm. is anatomically correct. I wonder if oh, the Terminator boy. is. <laughs> yeah, we know he is. We saw we it. Know he is. Yeah, we well, saw it. Five minutes. Oh yeah, that's right. Seconds now, or something. Now what we don't know is if uh, he can be stimulated. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought of that until you just brought it up. Well, I, uh, you know, well, I now I'm really curious about it. So yeah, so what is the point of it? Yeah. I mean, well, I know the yeah, point of gonna, it, but to blend in, it's at the end. Yeah, but, to blend in. Because oh, when you're naked, in. if if you were Ken doll and you know those, I'm sure then he would have been left alone by those guys. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> let like go for the crap. Yeah, buddy. Um, you need yeah. help. <laughs> Is he programmed to go like undercover, or should I mean to go like all the way to get to Sarah Connor? You know. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. He has to sleep with a bunch of Sarah Connors. Like this is the porn oh. this is the porn version of Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just oh, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I was gonna say something and it's explicit, but like uh Yeah. I was gonna say come with me if you wanna fuck, but you know. Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Come with Maybe me. um that singer was in a parody film. Oh she probably that musician, whatever her name was, Matt. You said Tony Kane. Oh, where am I? Okay, so yeah, he goes and starts shooting up the cops, and Sarah's all scared, and the first, Terminator the first takes out the victim is a coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle gets free, and Termi shoots up some more cops while Sarah hides, and Paul Winfield, he tra- Traxler, he tries to take out Terminator for some reason, and he gets shot, and then the same thing happens to Frank Black. I had to look away. They didn't no. show it, though. I know, but I still yeah. had to look away. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't fathom that happening to Frank Black. I guess they didn't see what was happening to all the other cops. It's like, what makes you think, you know, you'll be any different? Yeah. If you try to kill him. Yeah, they didn't see how many bullets he'd already taken. <laughs> yeah. Kyle I mean, finds... Oh. I was just going to say, good stakes in this, because, like, you know, you kind of got to know them, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, and they're gone. Sad, just like Ginger. There's a deleted scene where uh, Traxler's on the ground. Uh, he has one more scene where Kyle and uh, Sarah see him on their way out, and he basically, you see that he finally believes them. He's like, I can't remember what he gives them. He gives them something. And he's like, you know, she has to live or something like that. 
Okay, now according to pornparody.com, which is apparently a website, there are three parodies of the penetrator, the sperminator, and the inseminator. (laughs) 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 Yeah. We, I think we need to watch those. <laughs> Did you research? What are you, done, you know, are you done with the uh, the rest of the series. There you go. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Bob's boners. Oh no! No, <laughs> no! Don't ruin oh, that for yes. me. Yeah, something should be sacred. It's <laughs> <laughs> so sad that I just said that. Uh, who's gonna go to? Who's gonna go to a store called Bob's Boners? Wow, the cover of Doctor Who, which is a Doctor Who porn parody. The guy really looks like the Doctor Who guy. I mean, I know it's not Doctor Who. It's just the guy. Did you ever see the trailer for the the Cosby Uh, porn? I'll put the link in Skype. Does it star Cosby? No, but it stars a guy (laughs) who does a really good Cosby. I'm like, you're like really good at that for being a porn actor. He probably is Bill Cosby. Oh, yeah. Want to star in his own porn. Ugh. Yeah. I never want to watch that because that's from my childhood. Like, ugh. some mm-hmm. things. Anyway, I saw Ghost Dad in the theater. It's a big thing. <laughs> I did too. Sadly, hmm. When you're young, you see a lot of shitty movies. Yeah, you do in the theater because you're like your friends. Like, oh, let's go to a movie, and you're just not choosy, and there's limited options for your age group. So that's why I saw Junior twice. In the theater, and stop where my mom was. Oh, Doctor Horror does look like Matt Smith and the TARDIS. It's shaped is like a penis. penis. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm really proud of myself that I'm actually not looking this up right now. <laughs> I am patting myself on the back. Add to cart. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So when uh, <laughs> when the when Sarah's hiding and uh, Kyle comes in and she hears his voice and then she shows herself, she's very lucky it wasn't the Terminator impersonating Kyle. Because <laughs> we learn later that he can do that. Or no, we already saw him do that with the cop's voice. Yeah. Yeah, which I kind of liked. That. Do we see that him? No, I guess we don't. He doesn't ever impersonate Kyle. Does he know what Kyle sounds like? Um, maybe a little. He, he must. He I mean, like... He must have heard her say, or heard him say, "Come with me if you want to live," or something. Or, but yeah. yeah, he only heard that cop say like one thing, and he imitated yeah, him. Yeah, him. Interesting. Kyle and Sarah scoot, and once they're away, they ditch that car and settle in for the night. And some more exposition. They, she finds out. Uh, oh, this is where she finds out his first name finally. Mm. And what it's like to travel through time, which isn't pleasant. I like her being inquisitive about all of this. So he's bleeding, and she bandages him up, and he tells her a little bit about John. Um, yeah, they don't know much about John's father, only that he died from the war, and Reese volunteered to come back in time to meet her, and that she prepared John to fight, and he gives her a message from John. Tells her a little bit about the future. And there's another flashback to the future. Except except it's not a flashback because she's dreaming it. And she dreams of things she has no knowledge about. She dreams of the picture that's taken at the end of the movie. She dreams about the dogs that they use to sense the Terminators, which he hadn't told her about yet. Like, Are we sure uh, it's her dream? 
I don't know. She wakes up and she's like, I was dreaming about dogs. Yeah, I was confused. I thought it was his dream, but then she woke up and was like, yeah, I, I'm dreaming about I dogs. thought it was. Well, I mean, I just, you know, figured that it was one of those weird because he's a time traveler and blah, blah, blah. Like, there's just some sort of connection. I don't know. Or maybe he told her a lot of extra stuff that we didn't hear and that's what she's. He talks in his sleep. Yeah, maybe she absorbed it and now she's thinking it. I don't know, but because she wakes up and she's like, I was dreaming of dogs. And then, like, that's something that she just, like, popped into her head. And then he reveals, oh, we use them to sniff out Terminators. <laughs> it's always Terminators with you, isn't it? I know. <laughs> all what she, all she, Terminators she all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> She's talking about Terminators again. Uh. Guys, you know how the future has already happened, but it hasn't happened yet? That's why time travel is so awesome. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> so wait a minute. Is this where they have sex? No. No, not yet. Not under okay. the bridge. They do not have sex under the bridge. Forgot to mention that she does a good field dressing. Oh, yes. I, um, yeah, I knew they were going to have sex and I just kept waiting and we're like, come on, get to it, get to it. <laughs> well, that's, that's the, that's also a scene that I remember. See, notice what stands out to me when I was young, but like that was the most explicit sex scene I had ever seen it in, you know, up until that age. And so in the past, I had always remembered it as like this epic thing. And when I saw it this time, I was actually slightly disappointed because like we've seen some way more graphic <laughs> things and more realistic things now. Whereas before, I'm like, oh, my God, it's going to be so sexy. I can't wait to see it. Eh. Anyway, we're talking about it before it's happened. So well, <laughs> I'll wait. We brought it up, brought it up now. Um, yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch the sex scene, but all the violence. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all right. That's the weird thing. I think that my parents, they just didn't know or they didn't, you know, like we just rented stuff. And so I got to see things that I probably shouldn't have been watching. I mean, when it was out in a theater, then they had some discretion, but like it was something we rented, which this was. It was something my brother rented. And so like I just kind of watched it along until I didn't want to watch it anymore and he didn't care. But um, yeah, I don't, I think that, you know, <laughs> it was, it was pretty intense. Mm. And then this time around, it was like, all right, yeah, that's okay. I've seen worse on network TV. Yeah. What did you guys think of the uh, the dream, though, or the flashback? I just have a note that said everybody looks so sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote Scrap down, down, at what point does the human race just say, oh, fuck it? <laughs> <laughs> We're watching right? the fireplace channel on TV. <laughs> I like that they showed the picture. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of weird when the little kid was like pretending to shoot Kyle, and then Kyle shoots a real or he points a real rifle at the kid. <laughs> oh, oops! Oh yeah, the Terminator comes. That's what was the Terminator, right? Yeah. Comes in and mm-hmm. starts blasting people. That's a really great visual. Uh, the Terminator just using that Gatlin gunning in uh, slow motion and uh, with his red eyes. They have better weapons in the future. But I think that it kind of really gives you an idea of how horrible, you know, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it, I, it was it was effective in what it was trying to communicate. Yeah, sure. I really don't know how the human race is winning this war. That, that I know. Like, it's, it looks so horrible and like. It, but they're not, right? Hopeless. Isn't that the whole point that they're not winning no, the they, war? No, they they're did. surviving. They did win. That's why the Terminator went back in time, because they were the humans were about oh. to win. So they went back so they couldn't, so they could hopefully kill the leader before. I mean, I, I, they're machines. They can just keep making more of them. And humans mm-hmm. take like 18 years to grow to fighting 
capacity or whatever. And where do they get the food? Where like are they? Are there underground farms like yeah. grow labs? Well, uh, does everyone have an arrow garden in their yeah. dwelling? I've seen, Wait, I've seen a lot here? of. Here, yeah, look, here's what happened: is there, there was a lot of rain and they rusted, <laughs> and that's oh. how they went. I mean, oh, like, should you stay? You're right. Steel. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking that. See, I always take these scenes as like before the before it started turning. Yeah. You know. Um, so I guess we didn't see the the, the, the the turn of the tide. So, I, I mean, I don't know. That's what I mean. I just don't understand how this turn yeah. happened. Like, what, you know, what was the That would be really point? interesting to see, right? Like, maybe... Yeah, I've seen tons of Terminator stuff, and I've never seen anything convincing of how the humans could win this war. <laughs> well, it's one of those, you know, poetic things that, you know, the human spirit is such that it can't be crushed. And mm. that's how. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> When the machines rise, everyone in the Pacific Northwest will be safe because the rain will just rest them out. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's kind of like, um, what is that show, like movie, War of the Worlds or whatever, where it's like easily wiped out by one thing. Yeah, I'm not going to give away the movie, but okay, oh, no, you gave, gave it away. Like, <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> um, if a, if we had some sort of apocalypse where uh, Will like multiplied and took over the, the world, he would be undone by yogurt smell. <laughs> we all would be undone by yogurt smell. Perhaps it's uh, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum in a computer. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. So the next morning, Kyle is stroking Sarah's face when she wakes up. She was dreaming about dogs. That's creepy. Yeah. Terminator is reading something in his room, and the landlord knocks on the door, complaining and. Tells him to fuck off and finds what he was looking. He was looking for the address for I guess Sarah's cab, Sarah's parents' cabin, and leaves. I like how his flesh is beginning to rot. It's a nice, nice touch. Sarah and Kyle check into a hotel. She calls the cabin, and tells her mother where she is, but it's not her mother. It's the effing Terminator. <laughs> it's Termy. Fast. Mm. So this is the second time she screws herself over over the phone. So true. You're right. So he calls the motel and gets the address. It's so sad. I just wanted them to it's like just escape. Sad that yeah. Yeah. I wanted them to escape well, and live, to live together. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sad that our parents like died. Yeah. Just yeah. everybody dead. Yeah. I mean, this one you could really blame her because did, does she know that he can imitate voices? Mm, I don't. Not not that we. I don't think uh, so. Yeah. Plus, she so, probably couldn't figure that he would have got, gotten there so quickly. Mm. Yeah, there's I mean, about two hours from L.A. But Kyle, without traffic, Ugh. yeah. But I think Kyle may have told her not to contact anyone, though, and she did it anyways. If the machines ever Wouldn't travel it? into space, I wonder. Have they traveled into space? Yeah, I don't remember anything like that. I don't know. Why would they need to? Like, I don't like know. the moon, or I don't know. Maybe they want to. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like in the movie or in real life? I mean, in the movies. I don't remember anything about space travel. But I don't know. What if other aliens came? The Terminators wipe them out too? You're, You're confusing your movie You're franchises. Busy, like trying to conquer <laughs> the Earth. Yeah. This is, this is not Doctor Who. Okay. Or the Worlds. I don't know. So back at the Tiki, we see Sarah and Kyle unpacking their groceries, which are... Explosive supplies. 
Delicious. Mm. <laughs> the Terminator's on his way to the Tiki while Sarah and Kyle are making bombs. Ba bum ba bum bum bombs. And <laughs> wow. Later, <laughs> later that night they're in the bedroom chatting some more. She wants to know, she's trying to find out if he had a girl in his time. Someone special. Oh my gosh. I just have to say that, like, who cares? Like, you are making bombs. You are fighting. You know, like, fidelity does really not pay, play a part here. Uh, sorry. I yeah, just, if you want to bone him, just bone him. He's like, know. you know, it's like, what is it like if you're in a different area yeah, code? Yeah, if you're in a different area yeah, code. If you're in a different time, you know? It yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, if, you're, if, if you're a decade, <laughs> if you're in a different decade, then, you know, or a different century even, I think that you have, like, permission. Yeah, this is the only, uh, I have a different feeling than you guys, I guess. This is the only love story in anything I've ever seen that I've ever cared about. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's dark, man. Usually oh, love stories do not catch my attention or hold my interest at all. Like, and I guess if if you're going to say I ship someone, I ship Kyle and Sarah. Oh. Well, here's, yeah. here's one thing your I have to say. Your sister. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> 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 saying that. I had to say that when he told her that he fell in love with her through her photograph and that's traveled creepy. back in time for her, I wrote gross. That's Aww. really gross, dude. That's like stalking behavior. It is. You gotta it's, know it's, it's a person. Pretty, it's pretty don't creepy, but I will say... Don't fall in love with an idea of a person. You fall in love with a person. I mean, yeah. this is what happens on, you know, internet dating sites across the globe. You know, you fall in love with the person who their, who their picture is, and then you meet the person and you realize they're not really like that. So, you know, I'm sorry. But, but, um, yeah, but I will say that... Back, except he went back in time and she really was like that. Yeah, but, but he, he didn't know went, that. Yeah. How, <laughs> how would he know it? I mean, he put on her, he projected up, upon her his own idea of what she should be like. And... It's just kind of, it's just gross. I'm sorry. I know it's your favorite. I know you're <laughs> shipping these too hardcore, man, but I, I find it kind of And as grody. a female, <laughs> I will tell you that that does happen. I'll tell you that, like, people fall in love with an idea. Like, guys especially. I mean, no, maybe I shouldn't say guys especially. In my experience, guys fall in love with an idea. And, um, you know, they're often disappointed when you're not really the thing. Or, you know. You're well, disappointed. He, he wasn't disappointed. She she turned out to be everything he wanted. I think <laughs> <laughs> his expectations were really low. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I will say that if it hadn't ended the way it ended, I think I think that the reason I liked this it sounds so horrible. It was tragic, and I, that's why I liked it. Yeah, that makes you it know? interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I like I like the relationship actually, and and how it ended. But I did have a problem with that he I think it would have been better if he had traveled back in time and then fell in love with her mm. versus yeah. I know it's a the short picture. period of time but it's better than this idea that he has in his head that he just loves her so much and he traveled back in time for her oh no please no it's so romantic no <laughs> it's creepy it's pretty creepy note to self never go back in time for a girl <laughs> <laughs> no, you can, but you know, if you do, just remember to keep an open mind and don't Shit. have a preconceived notion of who she is. That's all I'm saying. So after they make a baby, <laughs> you see that Terminator <laughs> is on his way. Because <laughs> it only takes one time. Yeah. I'm just you saying that one of the do. signs of stalking is monitoring the person's home and workplace. I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> um... So she has two stalkers on this movie. So, 
Do you think that she knows? I don't know. She didn't seem to let on that she did. I don't think she did at this point. Let's go through the, the ten signs that you're being stalked. Number one, lurking around your workplace or your neighborhood. Number two, being watched. Three, repeated <laughs> phone calls. Four, inappropriate gifts, bombs. Five, finding yourself in a position of needing to be rescued. Number yeah. six, manipulation. Wow. Number seven, Indirect. internet stalking. Well, that's not really relevant here. Uh, eight, defamation of character or insults. Number nine, violence. Number ten, cumul... Cumul... I can't say this word. Cumulative. Unwanted contact of any kind. <laughs> Cumulative. So, I think he fits yeah. like three or four out of ten criteria for stalking. And uh, you just swap the internet one out for phone book stalking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that... Uh, I think that Sarah Connor be bear- should be where, or dead. Stranger danger. <laughs> so basically, it was an ultimatum. It's like you know, come with me, or you're gonna die. And that's like that's that's, that's like that's an ultimatum. Yeah, he wasn't lying though. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's still an ultimatum. <laughs> Just because you're paranoid does not mean it's true. <laughs> Uh, Kyle and Sarah are joking around when Termi arrives. They're joking around with bombs. <laughs> <laughs> They're flirting. With bombs. As they you rest. do. He probably doesn't know any other kind of flirting. He doesn't have yeah. any idea. Yeah, he's like, I, I only know how to flirt with bombs. <laughs> I'd like to stick a dynamite to show you how much I love you. <laughs> Come here, girl. <laughs> Terminator barges in their door and it starts shooting up the place, but they're gone. They hop in some guy's truck and Terminator follows him on his motorcycle. And hence starts my favorite chase music in this movie, where it just oh, sounds so like awesome. it sounds like the guy is just randomly hitting notes, like just like taking two fingers and going. <laughs> <laughs> But it's great. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> Reese starts throwing some bombs back, but he's not hitting anything, but he gets shot himself. So Sarah uses the truck to ram the Terminator off his bike, but the truck they're in flips. She's and still a test. Yeah. And he's, Terminator gets hit by an 18-wheeler, but he gets up and takes the 18-wheeler. I think this is the one that David Hyde Pierce is in really don't recognize I can't picture his <laughs> face on there. Yeah, I th- whenever I picture David Hyde Pierce, I see um, Sophocles, Pool. <laughs> no. Sarah gets Kyle out of the overturned truck. You wanna- well, she says, get up, soldier. Just before Terminator can ram them with the 18-wheeler and they run off, and Kyle puts the bomb in the fuel exhaust of the truck and it explodes with Terminator inside. That and- was super dangerous! <laughs> She's already being chased by a tr- tanker, and now it's going to explode. <laughs> yes. What if Terminator ran over her before the bomb went off? And then exploded on her. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator stumbles out, and he's burning in the fire. That looks amazing, by the way. Yeah, this is pretty great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle and Sarah celebrate, but Terminator isn't done yet. He's just metal now, as some- Stop so motion charming. animation. Oh my god, the stop motion makes it look creepier. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> does. Yeah, it's more scary. And then he gets, when he's chasing them down that hallway, he gets as close as he can get without actually catching them. And it's really, when I was a kid, that scared the shit out of me. 
Kyle is hurt, but Sarah gets him back on his feet. He's stalking them through that facility, and Kyle orders her to run while he fights the Terminator in solo combat. Uh, no matter how many times I see this movie, I still root for them to escape together. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that, that happens a lot. Like no matter how many times you watch a movie, you're like hoping something different will happen. Yeah. Like when Boromir dies, and the Lord. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> well it's um, Sean Bean you should have expected it yeah so yeah he gets a bomb in the Terminator and blows it to pieces and Sarah gets hurt in the explosion and Kyle is fatally wounded <laughs> uh, Sarah's leg made me kind of uh, yeah it was kind of oh Aww. she's lucky lucky like a artery yeah, wasn't she, pierced she yeah. lived I mean the other guy didn't Mm-hmm. Did you guys think that he was gonna die? The first oh, time, yeah. Watched, the first time I watched it, no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't necessarily think he would live. I just didn't give it thought as to whether he would ever die. There's some tragic love story all over it. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I I thought for sure he was a goner. Termy's not done yet. His bottom half's gone, but he's still dragging his top half after her. Now th- I remember reading somewhere that. Um, James Cameron got the idea from this movie from a dream he had while he was sick about a cyborg dragging his top half along and he had knives in his hand or something like that. Mm. So after some chasing, a lot of tension, a lot of drama, she uses a machine to crush the Terminator and his lights go out. Mm-hmm. And, and it's about time. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, the second time he popped up <sighs> when he was chasing her that's yeah that i shit my pants there too but um <laughs> i always used to wonder like how she could uh know that button and know what it would do but th- i pretty much just caught it this time that she accidentally hit it earlier like that same button and alerted the terminator to their location in there so that's how uh, she knew what what that contraption did what if he got back up what if- <laughs> <laughs> just the arm comes after her yeah <laughs> I just didn't know when he was going to stop, you know, like, because he just keeps on getting up, so... I just kept running, oh, come on, in my notes, like, over and over again. Oh, come on. Stop. Just die. I expected, um, like, magnets to come and pull him apart, (laughs) is how I thought that that would go down. Got crushed. So, So Sarah Connor is the best... But Ellen Ripley's the best too, and I can't decide between them who's better. Mm, that's tough. Mm. Sarah, Later, uh, I was gonna say Sarah Connor is even more badass in the second movie. Like, yeah. yeah. Later on, uh, Sarah's being wheeled out, and they see Kyle's body being taken away. <laughs> There's a deleted scene. You see that one, Matt, where they're in the factory and somebody finds a chip and. They're like, I've never seen anything like this before. Let's we need to take it down to R and D. I don't know. If it's you that. zoom out and you find that they, this entire chase in the factory, took place inside Cyberdyne Systems, yeah. where the company that creates Skynet. <laughs> hmm. I lost my place. Okay. Um. Yes. Sarah is driving with her dog, and she's making tapes for John. Stops to get some gas, and she talks about how she's gonna tell 
she she thinks she will tell John about his father. The little boy takes a picture and she hustles him, hustles her into giving him money for it. She only gives him four. He wanted five. And it turns out this is the same picture that Kyle had in the future. I thought this was great. Yeah. A bit of circular storytelling here. Yeah. It was really good. And I like how earlier he said he was, she looked sad in the picture and he was wonder. he always like would study her face and wonder why she was sad and what she was thinking about. And it's just like ironic that, you know, she was at that time in that picture that he's always had, she was thinking about him and how he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also her mother and her roommate and her roommate's (laughs) boyfriend and the cops. And she's probably thinking about the children of those cops, how they're going to grow up motherless and fatherless. And all the people who will die. Yeah. Nuclear. <laughs> she's got to raise her son. Plus side, she's got an actual pet this time instead of that gross lizard thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> uh, little boy says that a storm is coming. Sarah knows. And she drives off, and that's the end of the movie. Drives off into a matte painting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she did. <laughs> I was like, they're not really out there. I can see all <laughs> See, after the credits, there was an acknowledgement to the works of Harlan Ellison. Yes. I was wondering what that was about, but I saw on Wikipedia where Harlan Ellison said he loved the movie, but he thought that they ripped off an episode of The Outer Limits he had written, so he threatened to sue them, and they ended up settling with him in 86 and gave him money and a credit in a later print. But James Cameron was pissed off about it and didn't like it, but uh, they... um, studio said that if they lost a lawsuit then james cameron would have to pay the damages so he you know went along with it but he said that harlan ellison is a parasite who could kiss my ass (laughs) (laughs) whoa so he never acknowledged that like he never said that he you know took this from that there's an episode called soldier yeah yeah about a soldier yeah traveling back in time and materializing on a city street in the year 1964 but then the rest of it, it's not doesn't have anything to do with uh, preventing an apocalypse or anything, mm. which is kind of the whole crux of a Terminator franchise. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see it. Well, see, I have some other notes that they got out of place. Why are my quotes in the middle so unorganized? Um. Oh, yeah, when Cameron pitched the idea, he had Lance Hendrickson show up to the meeting early, dressed like the Terminator and acting like him. He kicked the door open and had on a leather jacket, <laughs> had on a fake scar. But then Cameron arrived and relieved him from what Hendrickson was doing. I just picture uh, Lance Hendrickson from that uh, Jose Chung episode of Millennium kicking in the door with his blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sting was one of the people considered for Kyle Reese. At one point, they were... No. Talk about stalker. Yeah. (laughs) Ah, Every breath you take. (laughs) (laughs) Watching you. Yeah, they, um... First, they, I guess, at one point, they wanted Schwarzenegger to play Kyle Reese, but they wanted someone... They figured they want someone bigger to play the Terminator. Bigger than him? No, they wanted someone bigger than... Uh, they wanted a big guy to play the Terminator. They were originally thinking about, you know, OJ and... Oh, uh, I see. Anderson. I thought you you meant that they wanted someone bigger than Arnold because they wanted him to play Kyle. So, ugh. 
And after they had a meeting with Arnold, I guess for the role of Reese, Cameron went to the studio and said he'd make a good Terminator. Because he can't talk. <laughs> it would be somebody who can speak. Yeah. Can you imagine Arnold doing I all could, that exposition? No. Not just the exposition, but the, the love scene and all that. Uh, uh, no, I would Oh, be, my God. <laughs> no. I would be traumatized had I seen that with Arnold. <laughs> just saying. I fell in love with you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> From your picture. It says that um, Schwarzenegger wasn't really excited about being the Terminator when he was doing an interview on the set of Conan. An interview him asked him about a pair of shoes he had, and he said, oh, this is for some shit movie I'm doing. It'll take a couple of weeks. But he was talking about the Terminator. Were they Nikes? <laughs> See, Terminator opened... At four million, it was the number one movie for the first two weeks. You know, I think it was like, it feels like it was, at least to me, that it was like completely forgotten about after it first released. Because there's a large gap between uh, this and Terminator 2. Like, Terminator 2 was huge, and it felt like everyone who went to see Terminator 2 had no idea, like, about Terminator 1. Like, they had never seen it. Anyone I talked to, anyways. I hadn't. Really? I think I, mean, I, I thought I thought Terminator Two, and all I knew of this movie was the scenes that I mentioned. Um, but they did so much promo for it, you know. You think it was the promo? I wasn't sure if it was that or if it, if Ar- I couldn't remember if Arnold was already really big when Terminator Two came out, or if that's what really. I just it. remember I just remember the the promo for it, like all the promos that they were talking about and all the special effects, and it was just kind of like. People were just talking about it, you know, pre-internet talking about it. Um, so it looked really cool. It, I mean, that's just that's the reason I went to go see it with my friends. I didn't really care about Arnold. So yeah, there was so much hype about it in that Guns N' Roses song. I was a big Guns N' Roses fan, and that song was on all the time. And Arnold was in the video for it. All right. Well, next up, we're going to do quotes of the week. You could quote like a lot of this movie. Did anybody write down any good quotes? You're terminated, fucker. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that was, that's my favorite. I can hear it now. He's going to be called the goddamn phone book killer. <laughs> my favorite one was another Traxler one. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, he says, well, how do I look? Like shit, boss. Your mama. <laughs> I love that, yeah. <laughs> Is also that coffee was that new back then? I don't know. It just, <laughs> <laughs> just sounds so weird. I know that coffee's two hours cold, and I put a cigarette out in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's a phased plasma rifle in tw- in a forty watt range. Hey, it's just what you see, pal. The Uzi nine millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't the Terminator know there's no laser rifles in nineteen eighty four? I guess records were lost. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Wishful thinking. Computer banks got computer memory got corrupted. Yeah. Um, did oh, you have well, that? You you know a, a weapon that's surrounded by organic tissue is a laser cat. Put <laughs> <laughs> that back. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my first quote is "Who gets the burly burger?" But I have a better. Um, and this is from the best character in the movie, Doctor Silberman. 
Hmm. I could make a career out of this guy. See how clever it is? It doesn't require a shred of proof. Most paranoid delusions are intricate, but this was brilliant. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And then my only other quote is also from that kind of area of the movie. Look, you have heard enough. I have answered your questions. Now I have to see Sarah Connor. That's not up to me. Then why am I talking to you? Who's an authority here? Please, shut up. You still don't get it, do you? You find her. That's what he does. That's all he does. You can't stop him. He'll wait through you, reach down her throat, and pull her fucking heart out. Let, let go of me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so if they re, if wow. they do a reboot of this, <laughs> I'm putting you up for it. <laughs> it's amazing. How many times have you seen this movie? <laughs> I have a friend who's seen it more than me. He owned it on VHS like three times, and he wore out the VH- VHS tape three times. Wow. Well, I can't follow that up, but I have another calories. <laughs> Listen and understand. The Terminator, that Terminator is out there. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear, and it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. That's when she was like, Okay, I've got another quote. First, I'm going to rip the buttons off your blouse one by one, (laughs) then run my tongue down your neck to your bare, gleaming breasts, and then slowly, slowly pull your jeans off inch by inch. Ginger, it's Matt. (laughs) I had that too. Is anybody turned on by that? (laughs) I had that too, but I really didn't want to say it out loud, so I kind of was like, "Ah, I'm going to let that one go. It's just a great comedy beat when the when the. It's funny. Yeah, it was good. It just does the exact same thing. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you need a little levity right at the beginning. Yeah. Because God knows there's none later. <laughs> well, next, you guys, we're going to pick our badass of the week. Who is the most badass motherfucker in this movie? Kyle Reese. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle I can yeah. go with Kyle. Gotta right. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta pour one out for him. <laughs> this is for my buddy Kyle. <laughs> Alright, next up is ratings. Do you want to rate this one, Matt A? Well, I thought it was a pretty solid flick. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I could rewatch it without fast-forwarding through some of the action stuff, but I liked the premise, and I liked Kyle, and I liked um, Sarah Connor. I was a little... The thing that I, that bothered me about it is that we did not have like a, a goal so much as just getting her away from the thing. It's like it, um, we never had a bit of dialogue where it's like the Terminator's weakness is X. If we do this, we can defeat it. It's just one long chase thing and relentless and never ending and without any kind of optimistic, any kind of optimism. I give it a nine out of 10 retroactive abortions. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) How about you, Malika? (laughs) Um, I really liked it, you know, um, it was different than when I remembered as a kid, obviously. Um, and I kind of liked the dark and the fact that I don't know what it says about me, that there was no hope and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know what it does to the future or anything like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I liked it and it was kind of nostalgic. Um, I'm going to give it eight out of 10 pissed off iguanas. Oh, uh, what do you say, Matt H? I've gushed enough. Uh, 10 out of 10 uh, spray tans. 
10 out of 10. Okay. Yeah, I forgot how much I really liked this movie until I had to watch it again this week. I I was just really into it. All the 80s-ness and the Kyle Reese was a badass. Sarah Connor was awesome. She had some good side characters. So I gave it 9.5 out of 10 Terminated Fuckers. <laughs> I'm I'm in the minority. Like Most people like uh, Terminator 2 much better than the first one. I don't know how. I'm gonna say that back then I probably would have agreed, but now I'd probably agree with you. Well, back then I would have disagreed with you, Matt, but now I'd probably agree with you. Yeah. Would you say I, that Terminator I, Two is more actiony, less character? Um, no, it's it's probably about the same. It's okay. The same same ratio. It's a longer movie, I think, but I think that the ratio is still the same of action and. Uh, Story. I'm really, I'm really curious because I'm like one of those weird people that liked Batman Begins better than The Dark Knight. I just kind of like, you know, the smaller m- movies and like kind of, I don't know. Um, so I, before rewatching this, and you know, I haven't seen Terminator Two since I watched it in the theater. So I'm really curious as to how I'll feel after seeing it as an adult. I might, I might feel the same way as you do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Terminator Two, this the the villain I feel is uh, a little it's a little much for me it's a little beyond belief <laughs> for a time traveling robot movie but we'll uh hate on it or gush on it next time yep. <laughs> are you gonna watch it matt you gonna continue? Uh, yeah oh yeah i bought all the terminator movies well i bought the first three and i bought the sarah connor chronicles yes. so i'm in this yeah i'll <laughs> be interested to see what you think of it the only one I don't own is T3, and unfortunately, I'll have to buy it for this. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> spoiler! Taking <laughs> <Opinion> spoiler. <laughs> yeah, the Terminator Terminator movies don't have a good um, track record after the second one. Oh, don't don't don't! Oh, let's, oh yeah, that reminds me, we have feedback. Let's start with our audio feedback. Our first feedback is from Ian. Hi, Matt, Michaela, Will, and Extra Matt this week, Uh I believe, as the guest. It's so good to get a Terminator podcast, especially later on when you get into the great Sarah Connor Chronicles, but that's for another feedback. This week, the Terminator film. And this has become a modern classic, it really has. Although not all of the soundtrack is brilliant, a lot of 80s synth in there, it lays the groundwork for some brilliant stuff later on. Um, just the future world is really well created. This is a believable post-apocalyptic future. And the way you transition back and forth between present time for the film and the future is just done so well. I really enjoy it. Um, my thoughts are all over the place because next there's lovely little moments in this film that will come up again and again throughout everything that's to come. But it's all laid out here for you. There's lovely little moments within the film that hint towards the climax. I mean, the Terminator rolls over a toy truck at the beginning of the film. At the end of the film, the Terminator gets run over by a truck. It's brilliant little moments like that that 
really put this above a standard 90s action flick, sorry, a standard 80s action flick, actually. I think this is a great starting place, and so many lovely things you can just get into here that will grow in the future. There's one line that you need to pay attention to in this, which will inform everything going forward. It's a line that a lot of people forget about. Kyle Reese says about Skynet, it had no choice. Its defence grid was smashed. We'd won. And he says that about the time travel. Um, And so this Terminator being sent back to kill Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese are the very final acts of a war that is already won. There is no more time travel. There will be no more time travel after this point in the future. Any other time travel we see going forward in other films, TV series, whatever, happened before the Terminator and before Kyle Reese got sent back in this story we're watching the end of the war here this is the absolute end of the war bear that in mind going forward because it's important and it's the key part of my terminator verse theory so i look forward to going through all of this with all of you i know we're in great hands here will in particular i know you've done an excellent job on (laughs) the down below podcast with me I love your input on this, Malika, when you send in feedback, you're brilliant there. I hope you do a brilliant job here. And Matt, both of you, I've heard some of your guest spots before on other things. Uh, I'm sure you'll come up with some brilliant stuff. Anyway, this has been Ian, so I'll say bye for now. Thanks, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, Ian. Malika, I was afraid I was going to call you Michaela because I have a niece and a friend named Michaela, but... Ian did it first. <laughs> I know, I was laughing. It's all right. Like, it happens a lot, so. But he got it right in the end, uh, so. So, yeah, his theory about the uh, this being the final thing in the, um, the Terminator universe, I don't know, do they explicitly say later, like, in the other movies that they, like, you know, the net, obviously more Terminators get sent through. Do they ever say, like, do they ever make reference to that failed first attempt in this movie, or can, I don't remember. Can his theory that, hold yeah. weight? I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay, our next is a Facebook comment from Dan Wilson. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, thank you, man. <laughs> I love this movie and have seen it a number of times through the decades. I used to focus my attention on Arnold, the Terminator, but now I'm more interested in everyone and everything else. There's the 80-ness of it all, the clothing, the haircuts, the synthesizer score, and the newness of having a strong female heroine. While Sarah Connor is no longer quite the anomaly that she was at the time, I still enjoy watching her development from victim to champion. I haven't seen the Sarah Connor Chronicles yet, so I'm looking forward to seeing further extrapol- oh, exploration of her character. Kyle Reese has quite a few problems, fighting HKs, painful time travel, being in love with a photograph of his commander's mom, overacting, and last but not least, oh. pre-traumatic stress disorder. I haven't read any Harlan Ellison, so I don't know how much credit goes to him and how much goes to James Cameron, but the story is very compelling. It has me pondering the paradoxes and possibilities of time travel and artificial intelligence until the Governator gets on screen and switches me into primal, adrenaline-fueled, kill-or-be-killed mode. Feedback terminated. 
I guess we won't be uh, hearing from him again. <laughs> yeah. He's been uh, paradoxes. <laughs> yeah. That's great feedback. Thank you for referencing being well in love written. with the a photograph uh, as a problem. <laughs> You're all crazy. I like the pre I like the pre traumatic stress system. Yeah, that was that was clever. <laughs> I didn't think he was overacting that. Oh much. no, I thought his acting was fine. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think he was overacting. He was chewing up. He was chewing up serenary. It was stressful then, you know. <laughs> really, the only um, the only part of uh, uh, Michael Bean's acting I didn't like was on the cutting room floor. It was a scene where. Uh, oh, that was yeah. Horrible. It's a scene where <laughs> there it, it takes place right after the bridge where they come out from the bridge. I think, and uh, he like runs into or no, Sarah runs away. He chases her into a field or something and then kind of tackles her and then uh, they just sit there for a second. He looks around and he sees the beautiful nature there by a waterfall and stuff and he just starts breaking down. He's like, oh, I'm not supposed to see this and all that stuff. And it's it's mm. kind of it's kind of painful. This crying's not yeah. that good. I'm glad it was cut. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know what I would have <laughs> I would have liked? Because this is just reminds me of the 12 Monkeys. Um which I've watched like the pilot episode, but or two. Um, he eats a cheeseburger, and I really would like to have seen Kyle Reese eat the cheeseburger because he looked like he needed one. Yeah. He looked like he was hungry. That would have made me happy. Oh, there's another episode where he eats Chinese food later on. It's a pretty funny scene. <laughs> Next email is from Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Who wants to take Heidi's email. Um, hey, guys. First of all, I'm super excited about this podcast. I love TSCC. So much and haven't had time to go back and rewatch it for years. I'm glad you guys gave me a reason. I have never seen any of the Terminator movies before watching the series. I'm pretty sure I watched the series just for Summer Glow. And because my favorite podcasters at the time were going to have a new podcast about it. Now my thoughts on the movie. It was kind of a slow start, but I like the scenes of Sarah at work and getting ready to go out. We'll, we get to see some carefree personality before her life changed forever. I love when a roommate and boyfriend calls and she doesn't tell him it's her for a long time. It's funny and something normal people would do it with friends would do. Oh, it's Frank Black before he joined the Millennium Group. The actor <laughs> playing Kyle Reese is quite nice to look at. Mm-hmm. I checked his IMDb and he's been in a lot of things, but none of, nothing else that I've seen. I love that Arnold Terminator is so concerned about his hair. <laughs> <laughs> he makes sure adjust. He makes sure to adjust it when he's covering up this torn face with the sunglasses. I like that Kyle doesn't show who or doesn't know who he that he's John's father, and that Sarah questions whether John should know the, that fact. Did he know when he sent Kyle back? Um, first of many paradoxes. Paradise. What's the plural paradox? Anyway, can't wait to start listening. Until next time, Heidi. Um, oh, okay. This movie's pretty intense but outdated. It really got me excited to watch the TV show again, even though it's more than I already was. I guess it's a postscript, or is that a I think okay? So. Either that, or I copied and pasted something wrong. Well, in any ways, we just included it. <laughs> Thank you, Heidi. I thought Thanks, it was Heidi. strange that he tells Sarah about that she's pregnant with the, the future savior of future mankind, and not once did she ever interrupt him and say. Uh, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> or, in fact, you know, she, mis- like, she kind of misled him because she's like, well, if you see the guy that knocked me up, uh, but I would have yeah, thought she would have said, know, I'm not that- pregnant. I know that would have tipped the ending, but still, it was a little strange. Yeah, I thought it was it was odd, too. That's why I think I asked, and I think you guys might have thought I was talking about something else. Like, did she know or does she know? Like, when, you know, right after they had sex? Like, because, I mean, it's, 
I mean, if you're going through a traumatic thing like this, and it's about right now that you would be pregnant or going to get pregnant with the savior, wouldn't you be like, well, this is really stressful. I can't imagine myself having sex with anyone else anytime soon. You know? I don't know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if she knew at that point. She may not even know. Well, she must have figured it out by the time she got on the road with the dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you would okay. hope so, or maybe maybe she just figures this is going to be uh, John's brother or sister who doesn't matter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the other kid. God, being John Connor's sister must have sucked. Like, all right, you're the savior. Yeah. Can I have a cookie? Save mankind. Well, she should have lots off. of kids and name them all John, and then the Terminator would be really <laughs> confused about which one it is. There you go. Solved Our it. next pay Matt a hundred million dollars. He solved it. <laughs> next email is from good old Robin. I'll read this one. Robin says, "Hey folks." Wow, just got done watching the movie, and I've seen it many times before, but this is the first time I watched it on Blu-ray. It makes a dated movie seem like a period piece. This movie is over 30 years old. I just can't believe that. I remember as a kid, when this movie came to cable, how scared I was of the Terminator. He was just this unstoppable terror. This gigantic guy I had never seen before in any movie. Not the old cigar-chomping ex-governor. He was frightening. I think one of the scenes I still cringe at is seeing Arnold repair his eye. Now it's just so fake looking, but still the body horror irks me to this day. And when he has no eyebrows, no thank you. Mm. What else? Olindo Hamilton's glorious mane. I'm almost sad it gets much simpler in the next movie. But that scene where she gets, where she and her roommate finished doing their hair and pose in front of the mirror got a huge laugh out of me. And the roommate, Wow. Can you just imagine being her boyfriend? You're trying to have a nice romantic evening and she's bebopping away to new wave music blaring in her ears. I bet if this was remade today, her character would be on her phone playing Candy Crush. Hey, honey, can I get a little eye contact? Okay, but let's keep in mind, Robin, that her boyfriend was wearing socks. Yeah. I'm just saying. (laughs) I would want to escape from that, too. Mm-hmm. I do like seeing Lyndall Hamilton as Sarah Connor before she becomes Sarah fucking Connor. Mm-hmm. It's a quiet and sweet performance, and unfortunately anyone new to the franchise these days would probably have absorbed what she becomes in T2 through cultural osmosis. But man, back in 91, seeing that first trailer for T2, I was blown away by the difference. In the first one, she's essentially Laurie from Halloween. Next movie, she's changed quite a bit. The character of Santa Connor would not be so legendary without her. I look forward to seeing what she, what the newbies think of TV Sarah Connor in comparison. As I'm also watching the trailer for Genesis with my guard up. Certainly the mother of dragons can play the mother of the revolution, right? But I digress. Finally, I have to give some props to Michael Bean as Cal Reese. To have to wear that fake scar under his lip the entire movie deserves a round of applause. (laughs) So distracting in HD. This was a great time to be being. He stars in this, then he's in Aliens, and then is a complete psychopath in the abyss. James Cameron liked him some being in Paxton. Ah, uh, Paxton. And the alien bounty hunter. Oh shit, I almost forgot Lance Hendrickson. This movie is really making me want to watch Aliens. Okay, better wrap this up. 
So happy this podcast has finally begun, and I look forward to joining you for the pilot. Watch out for those HKs. Thank you, Robin. FYI, I went to see Game of Thrones and IMAX, and they had a trailer for Terminator Genesis before that. Genesis. Which is a good little cross-promotion since uh, Amelia Clark is in both. What did you think of the trailer? I didn't like it. Honestly, I don't think we got enough of her. Mm. It was very finally, much, it was very loud and very like lots of stuff happening. I finally watched that second trailer and I liked it much better than the first one, yeah. I I'm just it's intrigued by movie. revisiting these scenes from the first movie. It's kind of neat. So I haven't seen anything. Hmm. I don't think I want to. I think I'm going to just hold on to my innocence. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with that for now. Just trying to See avoid it for a while. Yeah, because I mean, like, you know, we're going to be delving into this and whatever, and I just, I don't know, I have, like, spoiler phobia a little bit, where even though it's not a spoiler, it's still, like, do I want to see this? So we'll see. We'll see how long I last. Somebody want to take the last email from Daniel? Who has a red one? Just me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I I felt like I spoke too much in this episode, so I was going to stay out of it. Um, All right, so this is from Daniel. Hey, What We Make podcast. I was pretty young when I first got to watch The Terminator on VHS. I would later come to appreciate what is basically a chase movie for its compelling sci-fi lore, interwoven love story, and the debt history owes to the franchise for popularizing women as strong, capable action heroines. But as a punk kid, all the guns in action was enough, as well as that little part in every kid that imagines how cool being an unstoppable Terminator would be, no matter how many thugs or cops they throw at us. Something I've always enjoyed about Terminator is the gritty do-it-yourself technology that it its conceit forces on the heroes, such as hot-wiring cars, a sawed-off shotgun sling out... Uh, oh, shotgun sling out of bootlaces homemade pipe bombs, etc. It really makes you feel how desperate and ill-equipped they are, especially when nobody like the police will believe their story, and they just die anyways when they try to get involved. When the Terminator goes into the dance club and starts opening fire, we actually get to see the innocent people die in the crossfire. It seems like we don't see that kind of visceral, indiscriminate violence portrayed that realistically uh, very often anymore. Yet all over now... Yet all over, now, I see headlines about how some crazy person off their meds opened fire in a public place. Looking back, it truly is amazing what you can do with a little latex, makeup, and stop-motion animation, and how good it still manages to look in our era of CGI. Likewise, the storytelling doesn't feel heavy-handed like it's talking down to us or over-explaining. We got a while to... We get a while to wonder what the deal is with these two naked guys running around Los Angeles before the narrative really reveals it to us. Finally, the actors themselves, Linda Hamilton and Michael Bean, are able to take what on paper might seem like an implausible love story and turn it into an emotional, gut-wrenching performance of heroism, sacrifice, and determination. Looking forward to this podcast, Daniel. Oh, you totally snubbed Arnie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Daniel. All right, everybody. We have 
No, we're not doing predictions. Okay. Next time we're going to be talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day in two weeks from tonight. Woohoo. Uh, the movies are long, so we're going to take an extra week. <laughs> oh, I had one more question for Matt concerning the trailer for the new movie. What did you think of the CG young Arnold? Uh, honestly, I, I didn't notice. Because it was so real. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it really looks like they just took a shot from the old movie, but it's CG. Interesting. It's pretty amazing, I think. Uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Okay. <laughs> is, your dog look- is your dog licking your back again? <laughs> uh, no, just, I'm looking at Facebook messages. <laughs> is it just a cameo that he's in, in this new movie, or is he in it the whole way? Arnold? Yeah. yeah he's in it. I'm pretty sure he's in it the whole way, but... They go back to the period of this movie, so you get to see young Arnold, too, and he's CG. I hope Genesis is something... What is Genesis? I hope it's the name of a company or something. I hope they didn't just spell it weird to be yeah, cool. Yeah, because it's not yeah. cool. No, I can't. La, 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 la. Matt A., thank you for being our very first guest this thank week. Thank you for having me. You tell Thank everyone you. where we can find you out there. Well, I'm the host of Hooplecast, which is a podcast for HBO's Deadwood. We have our introductory episode, episode zero, online now. You can get it from iTunes or go to hooplecast.com to direct download it. And Sunday, a couple days ago, we recorded the pilot. Went pretty long, so I'm still editing it, but I hope to have it out uh, maybe Thursday of this week, Thursday or Friday, so... Probably by the time this one comes out, you should be able to get the pilot. And you can hear Will's awesome feedback. It was so good. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. It was like really I remember good. I said cocksucker. And I... Well, I'm not going to tell you what you said. I'm excited because I've, yeah. I've, I've never seen this show before, and I've been waiting for someone to do a Deadwood podcast so that I could like watch the show because I hear so much about it. So I'm going to be watching along with you guys. Excited. Okay, well, please send in feedback because we love feedback, especially from newbies. I will. Yes, new, newbies are the best to get feedback from. Okay, uh-huh. I will do my best because I'm bad with getting feedback in on time, but I will do my best. All right. Uh, uh, will, yeah, will be, we basically assigned you a job from here on out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be listening. All right, folks, that is all we have for you this week. We'll be back in two weeks for Terminator 2 Judgment Day. And remember... There's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. So inspiring. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye.